Hey, don't wake me up if I'm dreaming, but this is J. Anthony Frankie, and you're listening to On the Fly with Stevie and Warden. Cheers. You are listening to On the Fly. Surprises on this podcast, too. <laughs> What's up, guys? On the fly is back again, and yes, these are the three ugliest mugs you'll probably ever see. Well, on two at least, screen. anyway, Stevie. Exactly. Okay, I me know. and Joe, I, you know, I got, it. <laughs> I got it like that. And look, and I got jeans. You're you're a beautiful you're you're a beautiful you're a beautiful specimen, Stevie. I know. I'm just, just pick that shirt up like this for the whole pot. Just wear your je- jeans yeah, on. I just, and I'm and I'm and I'm representing. Give me your money. Give me your money. Gene Simmons from Kiss. <laughs> from Kiss. <laughs> and I'm representing the guys from Boston. Aerosmith. Uh, Aerosmith. Okay. All right. I saw this. I saw this uh, shirt online, and it had the. I think it's an old bootleg from the '70s because it's got the Alamo on there, and like I guess Houston. So it's like, oh, cool. It's a ripoff. I got it for like twenty bucks. So it's all pretty right. cool. Okay. So. Don't Not brush that off, Stevie. It's a badass shirt, man. Oh, okay. Okay. Whatever. Okay. Okay. Journey okay. Journey, okay. journey, journey. <laughs> I can't stand Aerosmith. I'm sorry. I can't stand oh! I can't stand them. I wow. hate them. I hate them. I can't stand That's the way I feel about Journey. Love, so to each their own. To each their own. I know. I know. Do I love Joe Decker? You know, I can't He's stand always... Kiss. Oh, just kidding. Yeah. No. Do you like Kiss? But anyway, do you like Aerosmith? No. <laughs> anyway. Okay. See y'all later. All right. You want me to mute you now? You do all the time, Stevie. No, I don't. What? <laughs> anyway. Peace let's out. Get back on, let's get back on track here, Warden. We're getting off the trail. Um, <clears throat> tonight, On the Fly is... We got our buddy, the third member of On the Fly down here, straight out of New York. Well, Joe he was, Decker. so he said that about Aerosmith. I don't know. I need to change my vote. Just kidding. You no. just said you just said they were from Boston. He's from New York, so yeah, yeah. So. This is true. Okay, I, I can get that now. Get that. Yeah. This is a hatred. What's up, Joe? How's everything? Everything's good. How about you guys? Everything's great. Good. Great. About Living get- the dream. About to get a little chilly here, I think. Tomorrow, tomorrow morning is gonna be. We, we got a freeze warning here tomorrow morning. How how cold is it there in New York, Joe? It well, I got home about half an hour ago. It was forty two degrees when I got home, so it's getting there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's gonna, gonna be fifty eight here tomorrow. High. That's wow. that's something for Texas. That's yeah, that is bad for Texas. That's yeah. cold. Yeah, yeah. We'll be but everybody will be going to H E B to stock up on supplies because it gets below sixty. This town totally shuts down. Got to buy bread, bread, and milk. Got to get the bread and milk. Coffee. What you gonna do with it? We're gonna make milk sandwiches or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they do here. They always get the bread and milk. Bread and milk. Bread and milk. Tonight, do you guys, guys, Stevie? I'm just curious. Do you guys have like snow tires or like chains on tires up there? Mm. It don't snow that much there, right? Not as much as New York. We get when we get it, it. It, you know. Around here, like one year, I think it was a year. The first year I was married, I remember talking to my dad on the phone. They were talking about a storm coming through, and my dad was like, "Nah, it's gonna be all rain. It's gonna be all rain." Next morning, I woke up and it was up to this 
white rain was up to my uh, back White door. rain. Yeah, and I was wow. like, this is the funniest looking rain I've ever seen. But, uh, yeah, we got a, you know, it, it doesn't do it that much here. We didn't get a – we didn't get a real significant snow at all last year. We got a few, like maybe inch, inch and a half, something like that, but nothing big. I remember the first time I ever saw snow, I had just moved to Missouri with my dad. And down here in Texas, we burn a lot of stuff, like, you know, we trash and stuff. Uh -huh. So you always see the ashes flying. And I remember it started snowing and I saw all this snow coming down. I was like, what the, where the hell is the fire at? Because it was just... It looked, like you know, those snowflakes look like ashes yeah. to me because yeah. I was used to it before. Yeah. You ever seen, you seen snow before though? You see what he's saying in former? In former? In former. You don't know. <laughs> yeah, Joe gets it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow, wow. One hit wonder right there, buddy. Snow. Is he the, <laughs> anyone that got it became Everlast? Oh, maybe. Wasn't that him? Ah, that's a good I thought question. one of them, like, he was known as one of, one of those guys had a hit that used to be, like, some other guy. Uh, hold that's on. That's your 90s trivia, if you're listening. We need to play the Jeopardy song. Do, 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 do. Snow. Mm, I don't I think. one he, of them was, like, some kind of, maybe Everlast was, like, some other guy in the 80s and became somebody in the 90s. I don't know. No. I could be, I could be wrong. I'm not a hip-hop fan. I'm not it was not him. Let's see who ever what ever last. Maybe he was no. somebody. Was that the uh gosh, what's his name? Was what's Everlast's the... song? It was like one song, right? Oh god. He was from House of Pain. Okay, that's where it's from. Also known as Whitey Ford. Okay. And I don't know what Known by a statement, Avalas is an American musician, singer, rapper, and songwriter. Who was that a was a big ass hit for hip hop group House of Pain. Did he Just sing around. what it's like? Yes, that's it. That, yeah, knows just what it's like. That, that yeah. was the song. Oh, yeah. yeah, he sang he that. They played oh the hell of that song. They played that song to death. I hated it. I still hate it. <laughs> um, yeah, you it's know, almost you know Aero, it's almost like Aerosmith singing, huh? It's, that, it's really, not much worse. It's a little bit worse. Oh shit! That is a good. Worse. That is a good idea for our, one of our next shows with Joe comes on. Songs that we absolutely hate. I could, yeah, we could get those going. Mostly from the nineties. I wasn't a God, couple, couple downers here tonight. What yeah. the hell, yeah. man? No, that's a good idea though. We always look. I'll at just it. list the entire Journey catalog, and I'm done. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Before we, just a real quick question for you guys, and it's a, it's really just a, based on opinion. Mm -hmm. Allison Chains, grunge or no? Yes, they're they're both. They're, I think they're both because they, they started out rock. Yeah. before grunge was there. I think they, they kind of changed their both. their sound to because facelift is totally different than anything else they did. Okay, that's a yeah. that's a balls out metal album because that came yeah, out I, before, I, that came out before Nirvana. That's I, I will have to go with they could be both. Yeah, in my I, opinion, I tend to because in my you know again not to go off the rails completely, but um like I can't stand Nirvana like they're not I'm not a fan at all and and to Overrated. hear Alice in Chains like to me there's no comparison they're 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 a, they're a rock band what they're about a rock band you know you talk about Alice in Chains what about Stone Temple Pilots I love them. <sighs> That's the thing, like that, like they to me they're, they're a hard rock band, you know. Yeah, they, I, I didn't get a grunge feel from them. Do you, you know? consider them grunge or hard rock? 
I think because they came out when they did, a lot of people group them as girls. Yeah, I think, I think if they came out any other time, you'd call them a hard rock band. The sex type thing you couldn't see Pearl, Pearl you couldn't see Pearl Jam playing sex type thing. I mean, no, it was no. totally no. I never got the comparisons that when I liked STP that they can they said they were ripping off Nirvana and Pearl Jam. I never got that. No, I would say I would say this: the first few times I heard STP, it sounded a little bit more like Pearl Jam. I don't get but that. But then that. after that, though, you know, it, it it went it was different. It was different. And I, and I, I agree with like you. I'm a bigger STP fan than I am uh, Pearl Jam. I agree with you, uh, uh, Joe. I think that Nirvana, they were at the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. And I and I think Foo Fighters totally is much better. And I think Nirvana oh, yeah. is so over. I like Nirvana. Love. I didn't like them when they came out. Yeah. I'm okay with them now. I mean, the, uh, the first two, uh, well, the ones that made them pop, they're okay. But I mean, I don't get the smells like Teen Spirit. I didn't know how that changed musical landscape. I, I don't. I still to this day don't get it. I, I mean, it's a, it it's a different song, but it's no cherry pie, dude. Come on, man. Exactly. It, and look, and I know I'll get crucified for this by everybody, but the best thing Nirvana ever did. Don't was, say it, Stevie. Don't say it. Was the unplugged album? Okay. Oh, yeah, that was good. That that and that. You know what? You know what? How many actual Nirvana songs did they do? On the yeah, unplugged, it was mostly covers, wasn't it? When yeah, I mostly covers. I think they yeah. did what? Uh, What's that boy song they did? All is the man who, one what was that boy song they did? Um, they did the man, man who that, sold the world. That is, yeah, that's a bad. Awesome. Is that boy? That boy? Or am I? Yeah, yeah. that's a David great. Boy, that's a great cover. They did. They did that perfect. I mean, yeah. that's my favorite song on that whole. They didn't do smells like Teen Spirit, did they? They did. They, all the, they did. All, they did all we, apologies and. Um, was it was it Tom and Zeus talking about it on Dorm Damage about how when they were doing like the best unplugged, reading that list of best unplugged, it was just funny that they didn't do a lot of Nirvana actual Nirvana songs. They did mostly covers, and they didn't yeah, do. Yeah, like, yeah you know, I think like that's what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So, he just didn't care. Cobain just didn't care. Like, he, yeah, he, I mean, he, he was like, "You guys, just like they said, you guys think you're going to get smell like Teen Spirit? Well, guess what? Yeah. We're going to play. Where did you sleep last night? Yeah, uh, I mean, stuff like that." And I, yeah. I liked a, a lot of those songs I hadn't heard before uh, anywhere till they did them. But right. yeah, great album. I, that was I read, a, I read an article. Day. I read an article one time. I, it was probably in an anti-grunge magazine. And there were some insiders saying that, you know, how big Pearl Jam and Nirvana get. And people like to say, oh, that was it was just an accident. Nothing ever done on accident. Radio quit playing the hair bands and it drew people to that. I don't think I think it was more of that. Than it was of the hair bands, and that's my opinion. But what do yeah. I know? Well, it, it it all goes in phases, but yeah, it does. I mean, you look you look at the the early eighties, and you had that like semi British invasion yep. thing going on, uh, and then you get to the uh, the eighties eighties rock, and then you get to where the hip the hip hop from back then was starting to get big, and then you go to to uh, grunge. I mean, it is what it Have is. Have you ever noticed that a lot of people that were like metal, I mean, I've seen this with my friends, a lot of people that were like into hair bands and stuff like that in the 80s, they're in the country because that's what country is nowadays. It's all, I mean, besides like Dixie Chicks and a few others, it's, it's. I mean, you listen to the radio, it sounds like an 80s ballad most of the time with, yeah. with uh, steel guitar. Yeah. 
And if that's your thing, cool. I mean, that that's ain't mine. Whatever, whatever floats your boat. Shania Twain, for instance, it was Def Leppard, and you know, with a hotter, oh, yeah, hotter version. I, I ate it up too because I loved her. Well, that was like Pyromania too. You know, he wrote he wrote her a, he wrote her an he album. It's you know, he, he couldn't go wrong. You know. And have you noticed that Def Leppard, ACDC, and her since he quit haven't done anything without him? Yeah. I mean, their their best stuff is he with was him. A genius, bud. Oh yeah. He was a genius. Now he's producing like Britney Spears and like pop bands, so he knows where the money's at. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So tonight, the main event tonight is our top 10 and let's make this and I, I sent the text out last night let's make this perfectly clear here top 10 our top 10 favorite guitar players so when we get crucified for not having so-and-so up here or so-and-so didn't make the list you guys are crazy you guys are crazy well guess what yeah right. we are crazy but that has nothing to do with uh how we picked our list um i have a feeling i have a feeling tonight's gonna be one of them no sorry. oh god oh, no, I have a feeling that roast. Thanks, Paul. I have a feeling that our lists are going to be different. I think they're going to have some same, but I just see in our list being different because I think my number one is. I I don't know if you guys have my number one on your list. I'm making that prediction right now. I mean, I could be wrong, you know. There's wow. Couple, there's a couple. There's about. I just don't think my number one fits. Y'all, well, that, I think you like him okay, but that's that's the thing that's great about when we yeah, do this list is because you get to hear, you know, maybe somebody that you wouldn't have even thought of, you right. know, right. right? I think there's, I think there's, a, there's a couple of mine up here that probably won't be on you guys' list. I can see that. Interesting. I, uh, Benny Vincent, right? Number one. <laughs> Dang, you just gave him. Oh, I Mark St. John, dude, I knew it. Mark St. John. Um, no, you know, I, I need Tim. So we're, <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to go through the list. So like if say Joe has my number three, I'm not going to say anything until I get my number three. Right. right. Just hold and it. And we can, hold and we can circle later. back and hit Stevie's 50 honorable mentions. Yep. Exactly. 52 today. <laughs> it's a tough one too. Like I, I struggled with similar to our Eagles show. I struggled. And my, 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 my top two are a lock. They're, they're, yeah. they're a lock. Yeah, you know. Um, oh yeah, me three too. through ten it depends on my mood. They they could be they're interchangeable. It depends on what I want to listen to on that particular day. You know? I think See, my, my top, top ten, my top ten are set. These these are the ones that my top ten. I have no qualms about them. All right, I have I have honorable mentions, but Joe's a musician, so he may kind of look at his stuff a little bit different than different us. than what we do. I mean, yeah. the only thing I can play is the radio. So <laughs> <laughs> that, one of one of my. One of my top five is probably gonna gonna it's probably gonna shock Warden. Joe may may not shock Joe so much, but probably gonna shock Warden. I'm curious about our overlap and 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 guys that you that you talk about that I maybe haven't like you mentioned your your number one. I'm I'm dying to hear that one. He's not even on my of list. Course, of course, I don't know. I mean, that's what I think. Right. Of course, right. I'll probably mention a couple of Stevie's never heard of. You know, who's that uh, guy? Well, he played I, on that third album from so and so and. I love that album. Unless, unless you got I'm not that bad. Freaking, unless you got some freaking ghost session player that I don't know about. I'll exactly. I, I think my list represents me and what yeah. I like. That's if you know me, be. you'll know what I like. That's what it should I, be. I think that, but I think maybe my order may be a little bit me. I mean, well, I don't know if my number one, but you know, like you said, let's get to it, man. Like, like, like Joe said, his top two is a lock. 
my top three was a lock. Four through ten could go either way. Mm-hmm. Like, it could go any way there. But you know what Joe's going to do, Stevie, right? He's right. going to get there, and he's going to go, well, you know why he's my favorite? Because he did this portico progression. It was an E, and then he went to the here, and then yeah. we're going to be like, huh? I thought about that. <laughs> Talking about ghost notes and, and <laughs> yeah, and We're, we're going to be like, we're going to be like, huh? All right. So, <sighs> top 10 favorite. Favorite. What we're saying is Start number 10. Guard. Number 10. Right. Greatest. What our favorite. Yeah, guard. ours. Our, our picks. picks. Our picks. All right. right. Let's start it out with Mr. Decker. Oh, man. <laughs> All Here right. we go. Board, chord progression. Well, it's funny that you, you – I'm going to fix this guy first because um, it's probably someone that, that Warden can't stand, but I'm going with Neil Sean from Journey. Um, I love every note the man plays. Um the fact that he was playing in Santana at 17 years old is just ridiculous. And he was, he was phenomenal in that band. Um, he was good in bad English. I don't have anything against them. He, the, the man is just I'm a, kidding, a, I'm a, kidding. A, a master. He was good though. He was good. Yeah, he, oh, was good. he was good. Um, master guitar player. I mean, he's yeah. the kind of guy that just can play one note. He, the man knows how to pick notes when he plays, he, he follows along a melody um, he can shred with the best of them, but chooses not to. His restraint is what really impresses me the most. Um, he'll sit back and play nice melodic lines where most guys just want to just fly as fast as they can. And he has so many, you know, those iconic don't stop believing faithfully, you know, who's crying now. So many of those just amazing solos that everyone can just almost like hum in their head right along with them. Cause they're so, they're so melodic and they, he just, he just knows how to, how to choose the right notes. So Again, he, he's I hate putting him at number 10, but um that's that's where he lands today. He's number 10. Gotcha. I think Joe will agree on something that you don't you can't stand Aerosmith and I can't stand Journey, but I think both of us can agree that there's no question their their musicianship your music musicianship <laughs> for those guys in the band. Yeah, exactly. Easy for just like gymnasium. That they're they're both talented. It's just oh, not yeah. my cup. It's no just doubt, no right. doubt. And I don't I don't hate Journey. I don't despise Journey. It's just not my cup of tea. It's just you know that. That's no, I get it. I get it. I, I love. I, you know, I'm not a fan of their stuff right now. I, this I was. I'm I can. I'm, I'm a big Journey dork, but I'm I'm like Steve. You know, um, back in the the original Journey. Yeah. You know, like right in the original Steve, like before the, Steve Perry. No, I like that Perry. stuff. But the Steve Perry stuff from from there up until the Raised on Radio album. And then when they had that like reunion album they had out for, I think yeah, Trial by Fire. That was really good. And, yeah, um, it was. They're supposed to tour for that. They never did, and that upset me. And um, you know, I hear some of the Journey's stuff they have out now with that new singer, and and then they did a whole bunch of they did a, a remaster with the new singer, old old songs that are pretty good. But um, you know, it's not the same. It's it's like any it's like a it's like a cover band almost now. You know. But honestly, I mean, people don't care. They're still selling out stadiums. Yeah. They're oh, they will. It's well, they're, crazy. They're, they're, they're doing it right. They're going out with yeah. Warner. They're going out with a lot of the 80s. You said Toto. You know, Toto. So they're getting ready to start next year with Toto. I'd probably go see that show because I, I like Toto. I would, to, go, I would go see it. Yeah, I'd probably go to that. I wouldn't no, go you see wouldn't, Journey. Steve, you wouldn't go. You, you don't go to concerts. Well, that, that's because, unlike you, they're like like two and a half, three hours from here is the closest one to me that's right true. now. Yeah. It's true. It's true. So. Got to give right, you that, Warren. brother. All right. To get your number 10. Okay. Neil Sean, right? Number, what's that? Neil Sean, right? No, you're number Neil 10. Sean. You, know, you know, Joe, it's amazing. I have just seen the light. I do wow. like I do like 
I do love one Journey song I found the other day. It came on Shuffle. And I think because it sounds like a hairband show, like you could see like like a hairband doing this song, I'll Be All Right Without You. Oh, yeah. That is a badass song. I like like Steve Perry's solo stuff, like Foolish Heart and then uh, Oh, Sherry. I like that stuff. Oh, Sherry. Yeah. A lot of it's fatigue with me. I don't hate them. You know, I, I mean, I just... I, I, it's not like I can't stand them. I, there's you just no know, way I that like I, that what I hate. it is. There's a lot of great tunes in there. No, Stevie, it ain't that. No, don't Suzanne. Don't Saturday. Suzanne yourself, was buddy. a good song. Yeah. Thong? What are we talking about? Suzanne was a good oh. song. Not a song. I heard thong, man. It's like, hey, what are we talking you, about? You hear here? what you want. Where's your mind? Yeah. In the gutter, as I use uh-huh. In the ghetto, dude. Elvis. Okay. Yes, great song. My number 10. Okay, here we go. No, the original guitarist is not better. And the only fans that give this guy crap are fans of the other band. Oh, here we go. He is very, un- I think he's he gets a lot of crap from Metallica fans for replacing Dave Mustaine. Mm. I think he's better than Mustaine. I, I, I'm not a big Dave Mustaine fan. Megadeth's okay. But I love me some Kirk Hammett. Okay. I, I, I I'm a big Metallica fan, and he's been in the band since I've been there. I hear all these my a lot of my friends are Megadeth fans saying, "Oh, he's Dave's better." No, Dave's not better. Their best stuff was Master On, in my opinion. Their first two albums were good. I love Kirk Hammett, and you know, haters be damned. You know, he's a great guitar player. I will agree with that. I think Kirk is better than Dave. Uh, mm-hmm. It's no question they took off. After master, when master, that was the, that was what got him on the scene, and then and Justice for All really took off, and then of course Black the Black Album, album yeah. another another stratosphere. But yeah, but his Kirk, stuff, his stuff's on the Black Album was great. I mean, I mean, I like the ever, load and reload stuff, but I'm a Metallica fan. But, have you ever watched the uh, documentary A Year in a Life and a Half of? I mean, just watching him lay down Rock, solos, especially when he does the Unforgiven when he yeah. can't get it right. And Bob Rock goes, okay, do it your way, and he just he just blows up that solo. Yes. I love that is that is a great documentary there. If anybody hasn't seen that yet, that's I mean, and I can't imagine if you're our age, you haven't watched a year and a half in the life of. That's where the whole uh, Kip Winger photo came in. Yes, that, where throwing darts yeah, at him yes. and stuff. I did. That was really good, and I like how Bob Rock challenged him. Like, come on, guitar player of the year, show me what you got. Show me what you got. Exactly. Pissing him off so bad, you know, but. That's what a great producer does. He brings out the best in you by pissing you off sometimes. And, and exactly. And I'm with you. I don't think that Dave Mustaine could tie Kirk's shoes. I mean, seriously, like, I, 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 I'm not a big Megadeth fan at all um, or a fan of, of Dave Mustaine. I think the guys that play guitar in Megadeth are better than, than you know, Marty Friedman. Those guys are, are, are better than, than Davis. So, um, yeah, I'm with and, you. Uh, I, I, I was a... I kind of fell off Metallica after the Black album, um, but uh, that early stuff when I was in high school, you know, the the Ride the Lightning, um, uh, Kill 'Em All, love that stuff. Yeah, I, Black album, and then when Load came out, mm-hmm. Load, I didn't, I I was, I liked Load, I did. I mean, everybody was like, oh no, they've they're selling out. They cut their hair, they cut their hair, or whatever. I'm like, dude, really? It's 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 good music. Good music is good music. I yeah. liked every album they've done except Saint Anger and that one they did with um Lulu. Yeah. Lulu I just like what the hell? Yeah. I love Death Magnetic and I love the new and I love the yeah. They uh, got the, they kind of got back before. to their roots with Death Magnetic. They got back to their roots and and I mean and the last that was, 
That was more uh, Master of Puppets type. Is yeah. It, yeah. What was the one that just came out? Um, uh, you, Ten yeah. years ago, I guess. That's not Death Magnetic. Yeah. What was the one? The one after that, I can't remember which one. Yeah, I got to. Um, yeah, that just came out, and that's that's kind of like more mass master into into like. And I mean, Death yeah. Magnetic. You could tell they were getting back to their to their roots. There, they yeah. were they were going away from. You know, the load, the reload, and definitely went away from uh, Saint Anger. Um, some of the some of the best tracks on those load and reload are the ones that didn't release. Oh like, yeah, uh, like the house that Jack built. Um, All right, yeah, hardwired, means, hardwired bleeding, to yeah. self destruct is the last one. Bleeding me, just there's a lot of good stuff. Outlaw torn, isn't that yeah. on load? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good one. Yeah, I got one more comment about about Kirk. As I, I was thinking through it in my head just now, um, I've seen Metallica live a number of times, and I have to say that um, he is one of the of the few metal hard rock guitar players that i would say stays very very true to what he's recorded a lot yeah. of guys you see yeah you'll yeah. see do a song and they do you, you know you you've got a solo in your head that you're waiting to hear and they go off on a whole other route maybe hit a few of the notes on there the main ones but then they're going a different direction he stays very very true to what he recorded which tells me point. he he planned it like he he wrote that solo for that song he wasn't just jamming they hit record, then they put it all together later on. And we'll, we'll talk about that later on with a different guitar player. But um, he plays this stuff almost note for note when I've seen him live. He doesn't stray very often yeah. at all, which yeah. I, I like. I noticed that too. Yeah, you're right, Joe. You watch like a live it. video of him. He, he, you're right, exactly. He does He does not stray from what he recorded in the studio. Yeah, and I like that. So, number 10. Mm-hmm. Warden. Chubby Checker. What? <laughs> guess, guess what? Neil Sean. Neil Sean. Oh, that's I'm great. telling you. First, yeah. Y'all yeah, called each other and shared y'all's list. I know what y'all yeah, did. That's what we're cheating. doing right here. That's what we're doing. But yeah, yeah I mean, just like Joe said, you know, he's playing with Santana at 17 and then starts journey, gets in journey. And I'm gonna tell you what, the the solo to Don't Stop Believing. I'm glad mm. you said that, Wallow, is one of the best solos you ever hear. I mean, he absolutely kills it. Uh, but yeah, I know you're shaking your you head. You say so, Stevie. Hey, it's your podcast, man. I'll... Yeah, and and look, like you said, uh, okay, like you said yeah. he was not bad in bad English, pun no. intended. But uh, which is kind of that, funny how I dislike that bad English was like the first band like I saw him open up for White Snake in '90. That was like my first like real concert, you know. I'll good. tell you another thing you do too, Warden. You're talking about you like that song, I'll Be All Right Without You. Go watch the video. I did. For, and watch him play that guitar solo on that and, and kind of leading the outro to it. I mean, because he kills it on that too. Oh, you, you don't have to show the, me the guy. I mean, I'm not going to cut. I mean, just because I don't like somebody, I don't mean they're not talented. It's just, like I said, over. I don't, I mean, yeah, you know, I but, oh, there's no, that, 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 is good one, that is a good one to look at. It's got yeah. a, it's a live performance and he's, he's killing it. I mean, but Neil Sean number me and Joe got a first dupe and you messed the whole thing up right there. You could have picked Neil Sean at 10. Jeez. And that would be you know a lie. What? Do you remember, how about, remember hearing aid? Remember that metal project? Stars, from, yeah. Hearing uh, aid. Stars. We are stars, stars Neil or whatever. Sean in there. Yeah. There's Neil Sean. Next Steve to Perry Malmstein, you know, oh. Vivian Campbell, George Lynch, you know, the guys from uh, Iron Maiden. And here's 
journey Sean. guitar player Neil Sean <laughs> dropping him in there and he tore it up. He yep. I remember watching the, the documentary on the making of that where they showed the extended guitar solos and the guys were actually just jamming around and they put it together. And people were just watching him in awe. Like just he was just killing it, you know. The guy could play for any metal band out Absolutely. there and, and still still be great. I mean, yep. no, Journey, Journey's pretty close to being like I don't want to say a hair band, but a hard rock band. So they're well, close. I mean, they're on the they're on the cusp of it. They are. Yeah. They yeah. are. All right. All right. Number nine for Joe. Man, oh man, I I, I hate to. Okay, so if you number pick, nine you is one of those picks you. where it's he's not obscure, but um he's not a, a super popular guitar player. He he is amongst guitar players. Like guys will talk about him a lot. They were influenced by him. Um, particularly for his his blues playing, um, Gary Moore. Okay, you've oh, heard yeah. of Gary Moore? No one knows Gary yeah. Moore. Yeah, okay. I know Gary um, Moore. I found him when I was probably in fourteen and ninth grade. Um, somebody played a song called "Shapes of Things" for me by him, and the solo was just ridiculous. And after I heard that, I just wanted to get everything he had. Um, he was he was a Thin Lizzy in back in the day, you know, and. Uh, Vivian Campbell was very influenced by him. Um, the guy's got a very, very interesting combination between playing some just killer blues, but just then just straight out, you know, metal, hard rock. And the influences he has, you can it, it, it integrates so well together. Plus his tone, his phrasing. I, I just love the guy. Um, so that's my number nine. Hey, I remember yeah. that song. I still got the blues. I used to play all oh. of that here. I like that song. Yeah, great song. And great. honestly, sadly, that's that's the only thing I really know from him. And that's that's. Him being such you know a great guitar that's, that's is, sad. He, that's something I, I don't know a whole lot from him, yeah. but I'm not, I'll definitely have to check, check him out. Check him out. I mean, I think one of the things that hurt him was he wanted to be a solo artist, um, and he hasn't got the best voice in the world. He's not. He sings in his band, and his voice, it's it's okay, but he was like, you know, he's out there in front, he, and he plays the shit out of the guitar, but as far as his vocal goes, it's just it's just okay, so... That may have hurt him, but he's kind of one of those guys like he, he'd pack a house, you know, probably very popular, you know, in Europe more than here in the States. Um, and, I never and saw him live. Uh, I, I hate, to say, this. I hate uh, to say this, though. <laughs> Another thing that's probably hurting him with the not just singing, he's not what you would call a handsome man. He's not. <laughs> he's definitely not a handsome man. No, he's definitely you know, not. Uh, he, that I remember that song being so being so popular was it like in the early 90s or something like late 80s early 90s still got the blues probably stream. yeah yeah but i rem um, i think what hurt him too also is i remember heard this song and i heard gary moore and stevie will back me up on there was a country singer in the 80s called gary morris okay he yeah, had a song yeah, called i'll lasso yeah. you the moon before beth midler did okay and i was thinking is that and i and that was like is that him you know and i was like yeah. you know before the internet and stuff that that could have hurt him too. Yeah, Who knows? You're, you're right. Before the internet, you didn't have, you couldn't yeah. look, just look it up. Because I thought it was. I was like, oh, Gary Morris is going rock now. <laughs> right. Know. Right. Because you hear uh, it wrong I, on the radio, you don't know what it is. I've never seen him live. Um, he's one of the few guys I've never seen live. I can't picture him ever even touring. I'm sure he did the States, but, you know, I could picture him being an opening act for like an Iron Maiden or a Judas Priest. But to um, the best of my knowledge, that never happened. And I never saw him. You know, there's some. If you want to check him out, though, there's some there's some awesome live stuff on YouTube of him playing, you know, and and again, the, the vocals I think are what hurt him. The vocals he's, just he's no longer with us. Did he pass? He passed away, right? He passed away maybe yeah. ten years ago. Yeah, maybe, been that uh, long. Wow. Yeah, 2011. Yeah. Wow. yeah, it's been a little while. So he's the guy. 
All right, Gary Moore, number nine. He's Warden. Okay, my number nine, I'm with Joe that it's hard for me to pick this guy low. It's not the same pick, Joe. Yeah. Uh, it, it, uh, what? It um. This is probably the most, in my opinion, the probably the most talented guitar player on my list mm. overall. And he, a lot of times, is considered the third best in the band, but I would put him number two. And I love his stuff with the Beatles. I love his solo stuff. What is life? My sweet Lord. George Harrison. Okay. So underappreciated in my opinion, better than John, better than John Lennon. He, Paul McCartney is just an amazing, I mean, I think his longevity proved it, but I think, you know, I think they should have included George Moore and they made him an outcast. I think they were a little (laughs) intimidated by him. Probably. But when when I hear the Beatles, I I think two people. I think Paul McCartney and I think George Harrison. And I used to be a big John Lennon fan, but the more I listen to the Beatles, and I'm a big Beatles fan, and, and the more and his solo stuff is just so great. I mean, a lot of people know you know Stuck on You or you know, but he's got you know just so many good songs. And and I do a playlist and I find a lot of. George Harrison stuff on that playlist. It's like a Beatles playlist along with Paul McCartney. Nice. That's George Harrison. You know, everybody of course talks about the Beatles stuff. One, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of like the Go-Go's Belinda Carlisle, her stuff. Uh, her, my favorite Belinda song with her solo artist was leave a light on. Oh, I love that song. George, George Harrison plays a slide guitar in that. I heard about that. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I forgot yeah. to mention also his stuff they did with the traveling Wilburys. God, Traveling that Wilburys was great. Were freaking oh. awesome. That I just hate you didn't. Yeah, they're all gone. Except Jeff Lynn. All yeah. gone. I Jeff can watch Lynn. that video for um uh what's the big song? Um everybody would care. Somebody to lean on. I, I, I can watch that video. Everybody, they were yeah. So much everybody. fun in that video. Oh, what a great song. You yeah, know? and and how Tom Petty, you know, uh, Roy Orbison, like you said, um, you know, Bob Jeff Dylan. Bob Bob Dylan uh, oh, yeah. Jeff Lynn and Bob Dylan. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's easy. Bob, Dylan. Bob Dylan's still around. Is he? <laughs> He's been dead since the 60s. It don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and I remember I remember growing up, you know, of course, my mom was a Beatles fan and growing up with them and stuff. And um, I remember seeing got my mind set on you and it's like uh, that's a side of george harrison i never saw because yep. he always seems so serious yep and, that and was when he did my sweet big lord big and it's just i mean god it just i i i mean awesome guitar and it was it just pains me that i couldn't rate him higher that willberries that came out when, when was that, what, that late like 80s that, late 80s What's that's like that when roy or- like that, that's when Roy Orbison right kind of made his comeback. Died, yeah. Yeah. He did that. You oh, got yeah. Yeah, anything you what you got it or whatever right before he died. And yeah. I think, yeah. And he, he was, you know, I think he was only like 52 when he died. I, he, was, he, he wasn't very old. No, he yeah. looked like he was 70, you know, yeah. in those videos. It came, out, it came out in 88. Yeah. See, that's so okay. So that 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 sounds about right because you know, 88, I was definitely in, at the height of like all in metalhead. But I remember hearing that Wilbury song and loving it, which was so not something I would like, you know, back at that point in time in my life. But I remember seeing that video and just thinking this was a really freaking cool song. And again, just the the way that they were all interacting, 
it looked so genuine. Like they were really, really enjoying yeah, yeah, playing with each other. You know, it was it was awesome. Yeah. See, there's right. a there's a song I think that they travel with where it is kind of I came it came out late eighties and it was pretty heavy. I think it's she's she's my baby or something like that. Okay. That's got a, if you're gonna check it out, that's got a real heavy kind of guitar to it that you know. Nice. And it, you know, everybody says the Beatles invented, you know, with Helter Skelter. I I you kind of you listen to uh, Revolution or um what's the one? Everybody what's the what's that song that escapes my mind? Nike had, it on a, Nike had it on a commercial. It's Say a, you want a revolution. Yeah, I mean, yeah. God, that's metal right there. Yeah, right yeah. But that, yeah, they, uh, the Wilburys, that I didn't realize they had uh, a volume three. Yeah, I didn't either. At least the second album after Orbison's death in December of 88 called Travel Wilburys Volume Three. I'm going to check that. That was in 1990. Wow. But let me tell you, you speak of Jeff Lynn. And let me tell you, you know, you guys know I do my like album challenge over the last two years. And I like electric like orchestra for the most part. Mm-hmm. I listened to their album from 71, No Answer. And let me tell you what, I wish I hadn't answered that because God, it's God awful. Do Is not really stay bad. away from it. Stay not away bad. from it. What's wrong yeah. with it? What's bad about it? I'm curious. Well, for one thing, there's not a lot of lyrics to it. There, there's mostly, it's mostly, and there's nothing wrong with it being like mostly instrumental. Yeah. But the songs sound like, and I guess they did it on purpose because if you look at the names of some of the songs out there, it sounds like it's from like olden times, from like the 1800s. Okay. It, it's kind of Jethro Tullish, I guess, in a way. But yeah. A flute playing not, in the background? No, I mean, it didn't have the flute, but it just got, it's just got that feel like, and I'm like, really? I, said, I just remember you guys hadn't really hit your hit your prime yet with with ELO yet. I just remember with ELO when I had to watch all those anti rock commercials uh, and, and they had that one where it plays backwards and it's like, and it says it and they're playing it and they're going, this is in like full sentence. The music is reversible. Yeah. Like, how do they get it to Turn do back. it? You don't think they Turn did that back. on purpose, do you? I remember but that, that freaked the hell out of me. But yeah, I love yellow. George Harrison is your number nine. That's good. Okay. My number nine. He was on Hee Haw. Yeah, Hee Haw. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, what's his name? Uh gosh, what was his name on there? Roy, Roy Clark? Roy Clark. Oh, Roy yeah. Clark's good, dude. <laughs> oh, that man yeah. You see him on uh this is really dating myself. Did you see when he was on the odd couple? No, I didn't. With Jack Klugman and Tony Yeah, Randy? Oh yeah. See that. He did a cameo. Check that out on YouTube sometime. He took he tore that guitar inside out on that show. Oh, it was amazing. It's Lord. funny with him. I grew up watching Hee Haw as a kid. Mm-hmm. He's always bald. And then I saw him like he was in, I think, New Orleans, like in the 80s at the World's Fair or something. He had like a full head of hair. It's like Nobody's not going to believe that's not a wig, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, little, little. My number, number eight is a little different than Roy Clark. Um, <laughs> or number nine, excuse number me. Number nine, yeah, number nine. Yeah, excuse me. Um, he was on two albums that, well, one album that made me a fan of this artist and uh, kind of got the shaft from them and then went on to make, to be in a band that made just a great, great album debut album and then disappeared for a long time and i know what it is it's came back recently in the last 
five or six years and, and huh. still does a great job. But uh, Jakey Lee. I knew okay. we were going to say that. All right. Jakey Lee. I can remember hearing the ultimate sin for the first time. And I'm like, this freaking guitar on here is just kicks butt. And I had, at that time I had, I wasn't an Aussie fan. Mm-hmm. So I went backwards and listened to bark at the moon and oh, geez. Wow. And can you imagine the pressure on this guy to following be the next following Randy Rhodes? I mean, and just in that line of guitar players, I mean, Jakey Lee held his own. And I mean, Jakey Lee could write songs. Doesn't get a lot of credit for the songs he wrote when he was with Ozzy. And because Sharon doesn't want him to Gee, get I wonder why. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then goes on with Badlands. And I mean, you guys heard, if you haven't heard the Badlands album, it's, it's good. freaking great. Awesome. great. I mean, this, that band should have been huge. And it, yeah. I know Tom and Zeus Timing, timing, timing. And, and, you know, they had the singer. They had the guitar player. They had it all. They had the, but just just like you said, Warden, timing was a little bit off. If this had been three years before, geez, this this band would have been huge. But yeah, Jakey and yeah. Jake Lee comes back after a long, long absence, and uh, Red Dragon Cartel, which isn't a yeah. bad band. Uh, but yeah, I'll always remember him. Ultimate Sin. I always go back and think of Jakey Lee as Ultimate Sin. Yeah, uh, I, I think it's bullshit. I think it's bullshit that he, they go back and like, I, I read some of the stories about how she made them go back and like, I guess sign something and they, yeah. they took them to Europe or something. The dude was Jakey e. Lee. I read he was living in his van for a while. A guy that plays stadiums like that, they should have, yeah. I mean, it ain't like Ozzy's going to miss that stuff. And I don't think it's so much Ozzy. I don't think he has. I think Ozzy would have, would be, would have been all for it. But I think Sharon taking the money or paying him. No, paying him. I think yeah, okay. Ozzy would have paid him yeah. if it was Ozzy's decision. My first but, Ozzy album was uh, Bark at the Moon. Yeah. And I think probably my all-time favorite Ozzy Osbourne song is uh, Rock and Roll Rebel. Yeah. And that, I mean, every time that comes on, dude, and I mean, great, man. I mean, and um, you just yeah, look, at, great look at some of the freaking uh, videos from back then when Jake was in the band, was with, in Ozzy's band. Uh, the, they they had a whole live performance from the Ultimate Sin tour. Guy kicks ass. I mean, no doubt about it. I just hate he missed all those years after Badlands. I think it just with everything that went on with Ray Gillen and and the the album getting shelved and all this stuff. I think it just left a bad taste. And he was like, you know, screw it. I don't have to deal with this drama. I think he was bitter. I think he. I think yeah. he. I don't blame him. I think it had soured him. And and um. And I mean, without you had a bad. He had a bad instance with with Ozzy's band, and then the, that happened. I was like, you know, screw it. I don't have to do this right now. But I just hate he missed all that time. Yeah. He could have been putting out. Just kept on putting out great work. But number nine for me, Jakey Lee. I, I loved it. I remember when I remember when Bark of the Moon came out. I remember a friend and I being at the record store that day. We both bought we both bought the album that day. They've been hyping it up in like the Hip Prayer magazine, Circus magazine for a while. This hot shot guitar player is coming in. This Jakey Lee guy. We don't think anything about him other than he looks like he's kind of like Asian mixed or yeah. something. This massive, you know, black hair. And uh, then they put the video out for Bark of the Moon, which was very very cool. And watching him play. Um, I saw him on that tour. I saw the Ozzy Bark of the Moon tour, which is incredible. And I'll talk more about Jake versus another guitar player a little bit later on. But um, 
Who opened up for that Ozzy in that tour? Was it Metallica? Oh my gosh, it was Motley Crue on the South of the Devil Motley. tour. It was oh, unbelievable. Wow. I mean, that was like the botchery when they were <laughs> dangerous. They were a dangerous band, you know. And back and when Vince could sing, when he could, he still couldn't sing, but at least he looked yeah, better. In the studio, he, he could. Singing. He looked better. You know, not singing <laughs> back then. Not as good as his past. He didn't look like the abominable. Woo. No, that's the tour you hear about when you see it on the on, in the on the Dirt movie, or you, you see the, the Dirt book okay. that with Ozzy. And, yeah. and um, I'll never forget though, we had pretty good seats. It was a uh, it was uh, in Philadelphia. It was Ozzy, um, Motley Crue, and a band called Wasted was the first band. Oh, that was uh, what's the name from Def Leppard's old band, right? Uh, it was a guy from I think UFO, Pete Pete, Pete. something, Pete May, something like that. I, I forget. I thought that Phil Collin was in that band too. He might have been. Oh, I think so. I, he may have been in that oh, well. band. Um, but it was a guy from UFO. A guy from UFO. Um, they were. They had like one popular song out that I remember even playing. But there was one part of the show where Jake swapped out guitars, and we had pretty good seats. And I don't know what happened, but I think his guitar tech did not tune the guitar properly, and he was staring. That it was. Uh, he couldn't do anything about it. I remember just staring daggers off the side of the stage. I'm thinking, okay, this guy lost his job because the guitar was so he's pulling the bars, trying anything to get the thing to sink back in. And it was just, he had to just finish the song. I think it was during of course, uh, Joe's the Joe's the, the musician in the, in the audience and notices that arrest him. It's like, yeah, you yeah. know, we wouldn't know. We wouldn't his, know any difference. I could see his face. Like he, like, you know, most performers, like you just on with the show, you know, you, you just yeah. get through it. He was clearly very, very unhappy about what was happening. But um, yeah. he was Wait. phenomenal live. He was phenomenal live. He's a great showman. He, he plays very, very true to what he recorded as well. And um, yeah, and he was he was a really good sidekick. I I think after Randy, um, you know, remember how Ozzy and Randy would play off each other a lot. Uh, that he he kind of lost that. Like he didn't do that yeah. with Brad Gillis, but he and Jake had a pretty a pretty good playoff as well. And it was it was fun to watch. Yeah. Pete yeah. Way was the one in Wasted. Pete but Way, I, that was what it was. I didn't, see, I didn't see anything about Phil Collin being in there. I think it's another. I think I, I cannot oh, remember. That's the girl. That's the band yeah, girl. That's, that's yeah, that's girl. Is he with, yeah. like, wasn't, wasn't the dude from LA Guns with him or something, Phil Lewis? Uh, Tracy Guns. Yeah, Tracy. Yeah, Wasted is a Def Leppard song. That's where I was getting it from. That's right. Waste, yeah. I'm not even Wasted, so what do I know? Because by then, yeah, that would have been like 83, 84. By then, I think Phil was already with Def yeah. Leppard with the, yeah. Pyromania. Yeah. All right. All Number right. Eight for Joe. Oh my gosh. All right. Again, I, I said these are all going to be interchangeable, but um, just to go down my list. Now, this is a guitar player who, who, uh, his his playing is is like is what the band is all about. Without him, that this band would not even exist. Um, multi talented. Uh, he could play anything: acoustic, electric, slide sit down pedal steel um you know uh not a big hard rock guy by any stretch of imagination but um he said his guitar playing sets the mood for the songs and i i've never heard the guy play a bad bad note and that's uh david gilmore from pink floyd i'm not a huge floyd fan but his playing is just so unbelievably good um the, again he's a guy that just he his he, he's not a shredder by any stretch of imagination but his he just knows the notes to play and he set such a mood. I've seen them live a number of times. Um, and he he's the reason for that band. If there was never a David Gilmore, there was never a, there was never that band, you know. Um, not even Roger Waters with the lyrics or nothing like that. You know the lyrics. 
I don't know. I'm not a Pink Floyd fan. I don't. I always hear about Roger Waters. That's the only one I know. That's the only other guy I know. <laughs> yeah, me, yeah me, me too. You know, besides he does the, the music. Uh, the I figure somebody's doing lyrics. Most of the, the one album I listened to all the way through like one lyric. was mostly guys. Phones ringing in the background. Guys going, ah, give me my party. Give me my party. I mean, I'm like, where is this big thing that I, I'm not getting it from Pink Floyd? Oh, the wall. You have your probably the wall. Probably the that's probably the wall album. Yes, I, it was. Um, I heard that I uh, probably in third or fourth grade, and that was a really weird album to hear at that yeah. age, you know, because there's so many weird things happening, and and the whole album it's a concept, it tells a story, you know. Um, and I've watched the movie a bunch of times. I've I I don't still don't understand what's going or sober. Oh, probably both, you know, uh, <laughs> probably both at one point, you know. But that is music where you need headphones. That that wall's got earworms everywhere. And uh, again, he is his not a, not a huge fan of the band at all. But his playing, I'm a huge fan. And I I still follow it on Instagram. He's probably the coolest, almost 80 year old guy that is, walks the face of the earth. If I could be anywhere near as cool as that, still playing like at, at that level at 80 years old, that'd be something to shoot for. You ever done the Dark Side of the Moon with Wizard of Oz? I've never done it. I wanted to do. You heard one. you can. I thought it was that. Was I thought it was Mickey Mouse. Uh, isn't there? I thought it was movie? Wizard of Oz and Dark. I mean, probably like, several of them. They they they've tried. Maybe. I've all I remember. Of Oz. All I remember about Pink Floyd is you can't have your pudding if you ain't got your meat. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I just remember. Well, that was the big that album for the. Um, you know, hey teacher, leave those oh, kids yeah, alone. That's, that song was yeah. all over the radio. I mean, that was, was a huge, huge radio song. It was, it was worse than Corn did it. Oh, I hated that. I hated I that. Like it either. That wasn't fun. Yeah. Wasn't good either. No. <laughs> so number eight for you, Warden. Number eight for me is another guy. Like, um, there's been a lot of talk about this gentleman in the news lately that he's about to be replaced. And if he's Ooh, replaced, it's yeah. the end of the band, if you ask me. Yeah, they can get rid of the singer and and the drummer, but not the bass player in this band and not the guitar player, and that's Mick Mars. Oh, yeah. I've heard very, that. very underrated. That's the Motley sound is Mick Mars. And they're talking about John 5, and I like John 5 with Zombie. And I think John 5's denied it. it they start these rumors with no backing about it. I mean, if he leaves, I mean, like I said, you can get rid of Tommy, you can get rid of Vince and still continue on, but you won't be able to get rid of Nikki because he's a songwriter or Mick. Yeah. yeah. I I love Motley. I I love they're one of my they were my favorite band at one time. And, and Mick uh, Mars has always been a constant because I just think he's very in that band, you know. I, I think he I mean, look at him now. I mean, he's still shredding and he's in bad shape. Guy can still I play, evidently. <laughs> recently um killing the solo for home sweet home i was like yeah. damn go mick like he looks terrible yeah he almost doesn't look well, he always has actually <laughs> yeah i mean he yeah, just he ain't never been an attractive man <laughs> you know i think about it if i think if i really count up my concerts i i've probably seen motley crew the most you know really? um and i'm not a huge i i like him i'm not a huge fan i'm not a huge huge fan but um but their tours were always good. He, he always played really, really well. And he, I think he got better in time. I, I, I his, his yeah, play definitely I see that. progressed. And even that video I saw just recently where he really looks, poor guy looks bad. Um, yeah. But man, you know, he, he was playing great. One of my favorite solos is uh, Home Sweet Home. 
Love that. You saw how he goes that one. Love it. And I love the intro to Doctor Feelgood that oh, yeah. play. When I, I mean, I just and of course kickstart my heart, which they totally ripped off Montrose, but nobody <laughs> knew Montrose back in '89. Yeah. Um, unless you know, like, you know, us. But I, I just, I, I mean, Girls, Girls, Girls is my favorite Motley album of all time, next to the Black album. But there was rumors about him doing something with Karabi in it. And I guess it never worked out. That would have been great. Just those yeah. two together. Yeah, that, that would have been interesting there. Um, Mick is probably the unsung MVP of Motley Crue over the years. Oh, definitely. For the guy to be sitting there, go through the, with the condition he has and to be playing like he does. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the guy's in pain. He's got to be in yeah. pain. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I mean, so bad that when, well, when they got back together the last, the time before last, when they found him, he was in really, really bad shape. And, uh, you know, yeah, Mick Morris, not not what you would call a handsome man, but can play the hell out of a guitar. That, that tells yeah. you right there that none of them are really close to each other because Nicky's out in Montana. I mean, Tommy's still acting like he's 25. Vince is, I don't know about Vince. Vince is Vince. Yeah, Vince is, that. that's a whole podcast by itself, but oh. yeah. Have you seen those videos where they have him singing gibberish and then they, they put like pretend they put the words on, yeah oh, those are the best i cracked i up. cried i laughed so hard i, I cried when I, was I i i read that last week that nikki six compared uh vince neil to robert plant and i'm going are you back oh, on the drugs dude or oh what yeah there that's, was something on there i think yeah he said that he's uh, he was like it's like Vince Plant couldn't sing in his prime, not outside the studio anyway. Robert Plant has never been compared to the Abominable Snowman. That's for sure. That's for sure. Um, yeah. Those videos are great. I, I I wish they'd make more of those because I can't. I watch those and I can't even believe it's real. Like that he's actually yeah. out there just. And people are going. You know, biggest tour, biggest tour of the year. I'll tell you this. Oh. Like like my 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 nephew who went to see him. He's what 1920 now he went to see him and he said i don't care because i asked him you know how are you you know how's it gonna be with vent you know with vince you know with his voice and he was like dude the main thing i'm going for is just to be there to see him and yeah i said well that's got to be what it is and he actually said he said you know and this was one of the one of the first uh one of the first shows that they did and he said he really wasn't that bad so <laughs> no yeah, he's bad. not that we're bad just, for him he's bad we're just used to it i mean we just it just like it's like paul and kiss i mean i honestly see your cousin your nephew's point because i i saw him and i know he can't sing but it's just it's kiss to me you know yeah and i'll and i'll go see him again when they come yeah. close to me i mean i'm you only live once so i'll go see him and Gene doesn't have enough of my money already. So, but I was, I wasn't going to give any to Motley Crue. I, I no. I every ever since I saw them on that, I, I you talk about mailing it in. I saw them on that Crew Fest, and I think six a.m. open. Nikki was fine. Tommy was fine. Mick was fine. Vince, he wasn't even trying. Yeah, he's. he's and this was just two years, two years after the Red Rotten Crew, which Vince was great. I saw that tour when they when they did Red Rotten Crew. If I die tomorrow, he was mm-hmm. awesome. Two years later. I got paid. I don't care. Yep. That's what what it's all about the money now. Okay. Number eight for me. Mm -hmm. And this is going to be the first one that probably surprised Warden. 
And it may surprise Joe. Um, he was, I get, I mean, he's well respected, I think, in the guitar world, but he just didn't, he wasn't out there enough to really be like, I think he could have been the superstar. He, he was pretty good, but Nuno Betancourt from okay. Extreme. Okay. I mean, to listen to the first Extreme album, and I know, you know, some of the songs sounds like he's he's shredding like Benny, like, but yeah, and then he can he can do pretty much anything. Um, Porno Graffiti was just a masterpiece from start to finish, and you know everybody knows more than words, but man, the guy can freaking play. And I think, you know, when they when they broke up and he decided he wanted to go out on his own, and then. Gary Sharon went with Van Halen, which was a mistake. Um, he kind of disappeared from the limelight, but he, you know, they're back again. I think Extreme is back again. But man, could he freaking play? That was, and I was just, when I heard, actually, what was the name of that freaking song that they had on the, uh, the first extreme album that was so daggum good. And I cannot Mama don't want to go to school today. Yes, that's it. That's it. Um, yeah. From that sort, I was like, this is gonna be a good band. And it was all because it wasn't because I was listening to Gary Sharon's lyrics, it's because I heard Nuno's guitar. And yeah. uh, I think he did they did the the song they did where he sounds like Benny on it was on the Bill and Ted excellent adventure sound. The water park at the water park or whatever. No, it was when they when they were the Oh, the they were at the mall. Oh, okay. One of those. Yeah. I thought it was kind of a I think they went back and forth, you know. Yeah, they know. were at the mall, but yeah, and then he did he did guitar on Janet Jackson on Black Cat. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, man, Vernon Reed. I think there was another version that Vernon Reed did. So there yeah. were two versions. So he did he did the rhythm guitar on uh on Black Cat. So Vernon Reed may have done lead guitar. I remember uh I always think about porno graffiti and I Think about the people that heard more than words or wholehearted. Oh, this is a nice band, and they yeah, and they put on little like little Susie or little Susie wants what or what. I yeah. mean, it's like I I, I like extreme. That's um, a Boston band too, and I'm, I'm yeah. giving credit to a Boston band. Yeah. I and I and I like extreme, and I saw them in concert, and they put on a great show. It was there was a the album afterwards, three uh, three sides. Three, of this, yeah, yeah, and that was yeah. the last one they did. Three sides story. There's a song on there called Tragic Comic, which is a crime that that song wasn't a huge yes. hit. But like we timing. mentioned with Badlands, timing. timing. But, you know, you say that, you know, Bettencourt, you know, didn't become a superstar. Yeah, he did when he's playing guitar for Rihanna. Yeah, He well, made more money with her than he ever did with Extreme, and that's with two number one hits. Yep. That's amazing how much money that woman brings in. But, yeah, you know, that, that was – and you're going to see a, a couple of these guys up here that, that disappeared for a while and uh came back but they, they left a lasting impression on me while they, when they were doing what they did at first extreme's a great band they're like i mean i almost compared them to like i don't know how to say i mean gary sharon reminded me a lot of mick jagger like they were that kind of show it was it was in a club oh, okay. it was in a theater Live version. yeah it was in a theater but the show was like a stone show small scale it was, right. it was great all right, Nuno is a real special guitar player. He's got a very, very unique style. I remember, I remember back in the back in the day, um, one of my favorite cover bands used to do a, a cover version of uh, "Get the Funk Out." Yeah, 
and um, okay. I remember the guitar player from that band um, used to nail the guitar solo. I'd be so jealous, like, wow, you could. I mean, it was just, it was just phenomenal, you know. And and he's got such a unique style. Um, I wasn't a huge Extreme fan, but I I did like him a lot. Um, yeah. His playing is just it's it's a clinic you listen any other cds you listen to it's a guitar clinic the guy can just he, he's he's scary good he's like scary good and he is what you call a handsome man yeah he is what he's you, not a bad looking guy you yes. could call him a handsome man i remember i went i saw i saw nuno after extreme he did a solo album and when I remember I must have had a good time. It was a club. It, I, I was, must have had a good time. In other words, yeah. I, I must have had a good time. You know why? I smoked two packs of cigarettes. That's how much fun I was having that night. Yikes. Yeah, I was drinking quite a bit. In yeah. the 20s, I miss them. Yeah. All right. All right. Number seven for Mr. Decker. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Um, I have just notes here. All right. Um, That's fine. Let's just all right. We're gonna get. I'm gonna go with this guy. So I saw this guy play. Um, I was probably 19, 20 years old. Saw him play in concert in Bethlehem, PA. Um, never saw anybody play guitar like this guy ever before. Um, almost like the guitar was a part of his. It was effortless. I've never seen anyone wow. play and make it look so easy. You know, just like like he was born with it in his hands. It was part of him. His expressions, you know, everything about him was just was just incredible. Um, not again, not a big style of this kind of music, but um, I love the way this guy plays, and that was Stevie Ray Vaughan. Oh yeah, just just incredible. Um, you know, another guy taken, you know, way 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 too Quite soon, and it's awful because I saw him play that concert, and then he had, he was coming around to uh, another theater in Wilkes-Barre, PA, a couple of years after that. And that was my own backyard, you know, and a, a good friend of mine who I'd gone to the first show with um, invited me to go. And um, I forget the circumstance, but I, I didn't go thinking, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll catch him next time. I'll catch him next time, you know, yeah. and then he died. And, uh, you know, th there was there was no next time. But I, I, I used to I saw it one time. And the most memorable thing about that, that concert I did see was. I, I don't know much about his past, but I guess he went through some addiction issues and this and that. And he's an Big alcohol, time. drug issues, things like that. Big time. And there was one point in the concert where, like, it got real. He brought the band down. And for lack of a better word, like a disco ball in the center of the stage. And the whole the whole stadium went went dark. And just that ball was spinning. He was playing this really, really mellow piece of music talking about that addiction you know and, and the things he went through and how he'd been he'd clean for a number of years you know and as he's doing that the band is building you can you can feel something is coming something's coming something's coming and then the last thing he said was is everybody with me and the crowd went nuts and when he said that the band kicked into this like full-blown whatever it was and he just let loose with this just barrage of like wall of guitar sound and then right into um uh little wing the hendrix cover mm -hmm. oh my gosh i could picture like it was yesterday and the chills that went through my body i mean he just it was just phenomenal you know i'm not a big blues guy like i'm i'm, I'm really just like a, a, a one-trick pony metal guitar player rock guitar player but his his style really resonates with me a lot and and to watch him play again just like he wasn't even trying 
Like it just, it just like, it just, a, it just flows out of them, you know, and that, that's, that's pretty unique. With a name like Stevie, it's got to be good. There I mean, you go. Exactly. <laughs> I, Stevie, Stevie Ray Vaughn's, uh, no, I'll just ignore it. Like you ignore my quips. Um, Stevie Ray Vaughn was somebody I didn't really appreciate, mm-hmm. even though he's for like 45 minutes away from me in Austin. Right. Right. There's actually a memorial for him right on the water. It's pretty cool. Oh wow! And um, that and he played here all the time. And I, it's just one thing I never got to go. I never yeah. went. It's like right. you know, you all see him next time. I said that yeah. about Tom Petty and Tom Petty. Me too. Away. Me too about Tom Petty and he, Tom Petty is one is probably one of the only uh, guys that I haven't seen that I really wanted to see. And he yeah. was he he played here in Newark. Yeah, you know, before he died, I'm like, ah, and, and tickets were crazy expensive. I thought, no, I'm not paying that. I'll, I'll get him next time. And then he, then you know, he passes away. It's like, ah, oh, damn, you know. I remember I was at the Kiss show August 22nd, ni- 1990. Yeah, it was my second Kiss show on the Hot in the Shade tour. And I remember Paul was up there with Bruce, and they were talking about, hey, we're in Texas, Bruce, you know, and stuff like that, and. You know who's from Texas? Stevie Ray Vaughan. And, and Bruce started playing some Stevie Ray Vaughan. Get out. Three days later, he was killed. Oh, my God. Because I remember I was in high school my senior year, and we heard on the radio that Stevie Ray Vaughan. Wasn't it a plane crash? Yeah, it was a helicopter. Yeah. Or yeah. Plane crash or helicopter? Uh, but yeah. He's got a song that's probably one of my favorites. And when I'm kind of going through some tough times, and it may be the song he was playing, Stevie, uh, in a, um, Joe. Yeah. Life by the Drop. I don't know if that was it. Because okay, that's I'm about addiction and about okay. like life by the drop. You're living each day. Don't have that drop or whatever. It's yeah, that may be it. But okay, that, it that's just a been. beautiful, beautiful song. It might have been that. It, it it really was. Um, I'll never forget the way that the crowd just reacted to his, his giving his his testimony there. You know, in front of like you know ten thousand people, and it was just a beautiful. He set the ambiance perfectly, you know, then, then that, then just right into that little wing. Like, wow, this was just like so special, you know, incredible. You know, he plays on the David Bowie album, Let's Dance, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I did know that. A lot of people didn't yeah. know that. Yep. I didn't know that. Yep. Yep. Good job, Warden. He's from Texas, man. What do you expect? We, we're a yep. cult. We stick together. All right. Number seven for you, Warden. All right. This may surprise both of y'all because he'll probably be higher on y'all's list. Ah, I knew it. I knew uh, it. Okay. Honestly, Ace almost never made didn't make my list because there's a couple more that I would have put in his place. Mm-hmm. And I remember who my favorite band is, and you know, and how many, how much I mean, it's like I can't I, I'm not the biggest ace fan, y'all know that, except mm-hmm. for Torpedo Girl, which I love. And uh Steve never lets me forget. But um <laughs> Ace is great. Ace is, like I said, I got into Kiss a little bit later than the Ace era. I always thought it was good, but I kind of look at, I kind of look at Ace kind of like Gene said it once, and I may get flack for this, but it's like, I don't know. I think he was a little lazy. You think? And I, and I think that he could have been a bigger star. Of course, he's not, you know, the money grubbing guy that Gene is. I, I get that. But I just, I, I thought he could have been capable of so much more. And I just think about how great kiss would have been if he would have stayed in the eighties. Cause I love his eighties stuff when he got clean. I mean, I, can you imagine Paul singing, you know, uh, into the night? I mean, ACE is good, but with a voice like Paul in the eighties, I mean, I just think if he would have stayed the line, but honestly, I know being in kiss would have killed him. I agree with that. Cause he was out of control, 
but I, I look at Ace and you know for the early years, but I always always there's what could have been with him. I just yeah, oh yeah, I, I, yeah. But I mean, I don't have to cut the guy down. We all have our demons, you know. But yeah, if, but you know, he's not in my top whatever. Probably like he's probably higher on y'all's list. Yeah, definitely. I think I think a big thing with the, he hit really a point where I think Ace. Not, you know, other than the addictions he had and the problems he had, I, I think he he became complacent. You know, um, it seemed to me, and Peter as well, it seemed to me that, you know, Paul and Gene, they were constantly honing their craft. You know, um, Paul's vocals just got better and better. I mean, his wheelhouse between like 77 to like maybe the early 90s, he was just like, he was, oh, yeah. he was right. the, his voice was ungodly. And there was, ungodly. Nobody, and there was nobody that sounded like him. No, he was so so distinct, and you know, and Gene doesn't get enough credit for his bass playing. He's a solid, solid bass oh, player. Definitely. He really, really is, and a really good singer too. And you can tell those guys they got better. You know, where Ace, I think he got to the point where it's like, you know what, I'm good enough. I'm Ace Freely. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm Ace Freely. From, you know, I'm making a lot of money. I'm going to drink. I'm going to do my thing, and I'm making millions of dollars, and, and this is what I'm going to be, and and. He he couldn't keep up, you know. Um, he he couldn't he couldn't have played on those '80s albums because he wasn't that guitar player. Like in the '80s, when guitar players got good, when you got the Randy Rhodeses and the George Lynch and the Jakey Lees, you know, Ace's style was different. But you you couldn't suck, you know. That's why I think Bruce is a perfect fit for those albums because Bruce was that guy. He could show yeah. with the with the best of them. Um, I I'll talk more about Ace later on, but um, I'm with you. I mean, I shocking. I love him. Um, Shock me for a lot of reasons, but um, it, it, I, I am kind of saddened by where I, where I saw him go. You know, at, and even now, I I can't even I can't now. It's I think like, I think Ace's biggest success was also his biggest biggest misstep was his solo album because it was so good. Yeah, and I think he believed that hype, but when Rock Soldiers came out, I mean, it wasn't huge like because he wasn't with Kiss. Right. I think the Kiss logo. I think the Kiss name was bigger than the four individuals. Ace is just so more because he's a guitar player. Yeah, but I mean, when he did it solo, I think they were better. Like the reunion tour poured it. The, the original members together. Yeah, and maybe the original the reunion tour wouldn't have been as much if he would have stayed in the band. But I don't know. I mean, you say that about you know all those bands, but you know, there's bands like Joe Perry that you know they weren't you know like the fast guys they they stayed the line and kind of did it kiss could have went in that direction the older direction i think with ace if ace just would have got his stuff together but we don't know we'll never know nope yeah all right number seven for me Tom, no not that no taylor swift no i'll do that tommy tommy uh no it's another guy that in the line in the man we may see all three of these guys, the three main ones out of this. Another in the line of the guitars from that solo artist. Uh, and nobody knew who he was before. Uh, no Rest for the Wicked came along, but Zach, wow. Zach Wild. And, man, when No Rest for the Wicked came out, and I'm sitting here, you know, because you get all the hype and hip parader about, you know, Jakey Lee's gone. They've got this new guy coming in, this hot shot. And you look at him back then, long blonde hair. He had some good skinny, hair, man. He had some good hair. The rail and wearing all this uh, crazy stuff. And then look at him now. 
He's a freaking yeah. beast, and he's a biker-looking dude. But mm -hmm. let me tell you, entered, brother. No rest for the wicked came out. That guy, I was like, yeah, Ozzy's going to be fine. That guy can flat-out play. Yeah. And he was 19 years old. Yes. Yeah. 19 yeah. years old. I, I, and Ozzy and, was already 45, wasn't he? <laughs> at least. I mean, <laughs> not, not older. But, yeah, no rest for the wicked just pretty much did it. And then – uh, no more tears. When no more yes. tears came out, he you saw how how much better he had got in that short time. In just, what three years, he was he was at the top of his game. Yeah. Uh, my mom coming home. Uh, all of those all of those great songs from No More Tears. He just killed it on. Then he goes on uh, Pride and Glory, Black Label Society, uh, Zach Sabbath. You know. And and still still Pantera's coming up. You're gonna be yep. a Pantera coming up. Get ready up. to do the Pantor territory. I'll go see that because I'm a big Pantera fan. But the fact that he's doing something right, because the fact that he still is associated with Ozzy and Sharon must love him because no, no. and he I think he does, I think he does try to take care of Ozzy. Yeah, he, he does. Yeah. And but yeah, just a great it seems to be a great guy, but man, I, I, I just heard of at no rest for the wicked, and that's what got me started to be a Zach Wild fan. And I remember, I remember when, uh, of course, I was already into Ozzy because of you know I had just gotten um, Bark of the Moon, and then I was it, did Bark of the Moon come before uh, Ultimate Sin? Yeah, because yeah. mm -hmm. I probably skipped Ultimate Sin and probably when I got to it later. But I, I remember Crazy it, Babies. I saw it on MTV. Crazy Babies, yes. It's and crazy. I remember it was Ozzy and Zach, and it was like Christmas or something. And Ozzy was like in some guy, and they were both just blitzed. And I remember seeing Crazy oh, Babies, okay. and I go yeah. on a Headbangers Ball or something. Yeah, Headbangers. And Ball, I go, yeah. I gotta get that single. I bought the CD, the, the cassette single back in the day. I remember buying that and Blow My Fuse by Kicks the same day. That's what Kicks. great year of music it was. Kicks, remember Kicks? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, I remember the single had. That solo edited down, and I was like, "What? That, That's not what was yeah, on MTV." Yeah, dude, that, that, that pissed me right off. There, so I went out that, bought the album. Yeah, that right there. You know, there's there's edited songs like one of the no more tears, no more tears is like that. Yeah, one of yeah, the he cut out his solo, a lot of his solo. One of the Vinny Vincent Invasion songs, uh, "Love Kills." They've got an edited down version of it, and it. Totally takes away from the whole song. Why they that, do that? Is that song? the greatest ballad ever written, Stevie? Is that the one that he was saying? No, no, that's that time of year. That time of year. Yeah, that time of year is a great one. Now it's not that's the greatest great. ballad of the eighties. I won't say it's the not the greatest. I think it's one ballad. of the best. Yeah, but but Zach Zach's got a really interesting style. I mean, you you hear that guitar. You those pick harmonics he lays down on, and and um, you know his 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 use of the wah wah pedal is just like ungodly. Yeah. And I'm I'm with you when he was the first video. Is it for Miracle Man? Miracle Man. Wow, where he's in a, he takes the mask off. Is Jimmy Swaggart mask off in the yeah, church? That was the first video. I remember yeah, the, thinking, yeah. what's this guy's face look like? So all you saw was hair flying back and forth yeah. through the hole. You never saw his, saw his face, you know? That was how he was in My Mom Coming Home, too. Yeah. All he did over there was just. Damn, like, who, who is this dude? And he's from here. He's from New Jersey. Um, I think he's from Red Bank, which isn't too far from, from me here. Um, and, uh, there's a there was I think you're right but in taking care of Ozzy I remember seeing a, a uh, an interview with Zach and he was like being interviewed by by the by an interview person and in the background behind him 
Ozzy was sitting there, like in another room. Where you could see Ozzy on the on the camera, you know. But the guy's talking to Zach. Ozzy goes to lean back in a chair, and the whole chair falls over, and just boom, Ozzy's Ozzy's down on his back, you know. And and Zach turns and looks. He goes, "This shit never ends." And he just gets up and he goes, <laughs> "What right on the Osborne?" Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, one of them is the Osborne, and he goes over. It was that. Yeah, I do remember because they're in a, they're in like a trailer. I think they're shooting a video or That's something. Funny. They're something in a trailer. Like and you look in the background, you see Ozzy go over, and then yeah. he goes down. And it's it's just the, the funniest freaking thing, you know. And he just walks over, and helps him up. It's like, man, but I, yeah, I guess he he must have Sharon's blessing because he's been the longest guitar player. Oh yeah, that, definitely and, by you know, far. Um, oh yeah. And and you're right to look at him now is, is not that 19 year old kid that joined that band, you know, back. Like in, he's on the Sons of Anarchy or something. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. he looks like a big like badass. And I like yeah. his stuff with Black Label and and yeah. He I seems enjoy. like a real genuine, cool, like not an asshole kind of a guy either. Like he probably like just just a good conversation, you know. Yeah. Like a lot of these guys we meet, you know, are, meet our heroes, and they turn to be just jerks, which I'll get to one of those guys later on. But uh, you know, um, I don't think Zach's one of them. Yeah, I think Zach's a pretty cool, dude. Yeah. Yep. Cool. So Zach Wild. Good pick, Stevie. I approve. Number good seven one. for me. Yeah. Number six for Mr. Decker. Um. Again, people might think that she should be higher on the list just because of who he is and, and everything and, and what he did for guitar. But um, Eddie Van Halen, um, you know, I I was I'm not a huge Van Halen fan. I I, I was never I never a huge Van Halen fan. If I and if I was, I probably preferred the, the the Sammy Hager Van Halen stuff than the than the Dave stuff. You know, the Dave stuff was more fun party rock. The Sammy stuff was more musician oh, music yes. stuff. You know. But through it all, um, Eddie's guitar playing, I, I mean, I, I can't say enough about it. I mean, you know, he, he influenced so many people, um, people that I was influenced by who probably would have, you know, got a guitar if had they not heard, heard him, you know. Um, and he's one of those guys where you just, like, you know, every, everyone loved him. Everyone just yeah. loved who he was. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of speechless because there's so much to say about him. I, I, I don't even know where even to start, you know, with, um, and it's sad that he's gone, but, um, just a phenomenal talent and, uh, just so many, I mean, I could just go on and on and on with song after song after song after song. And, and his death really hit me hard because he was the first guy, I think kind of from, from, you know, that era for me that, you know, other than I, I was too young when Randy died, you know, Randy, I was yeah. 12, oh, yeah. you know, um, and even with Stevie, but Eddie Van Halen, he wasn't supposed to die. He was supposed yeah. to be playing, you know, into his seventies, eighties, you know, years old and he still be, be playing around. And, and that was really, really sad. Um, but um, yeah, that's, that's all I, I, I'm kind of a little bit tongue tied with even talking about him, you know? Yeah. I got you. Yeah. We'll and, talk a little bit about him and, later on. Yeah. There's a Eddie trunk. Um, talks about how he, he put something on Twitter and I'm not the biggest Eddie trunk fan, but he talked about how there's no tributes to him like there are to Taylor or, you know, you know, well-deserved tributes. And I think Wolfie got on there and like called Eddie out and Eddie didn't say anything about him saying, well, I don't know what you expect me to do. And I'm like, Eddie didn't single you out, brother. There's other people besides you that can do this. Yeah. And I just thought that, like, wow, that you're really the brat that they say you are sometimes, Wolfie. And it's like, and it's and it, and it sucks. Like, it's like Eddie Eddie said, 
there's no box sets out for Van Halen. I mean, there's so much probably stuff he hasn't released. Oh yeah. They they were talking about that. Yeah. And it's just, it's a shame because a whole new generation could discover him like they're doing with Prince now with, you know, his stuff coming out, the stuff he didn't want to come out, but his family didn't have a will. So that's what happened. So I just, yeah, I'll be talking about him later. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be talking a little bit more about him later. Um, Number six for you, Ward. I a lot of people are gonna say it's blasphemy. I put this guy this high above the guy I just mentioned. Oh, but he's my favorite. Good, he's my favorite guitar player from Kiss. He was in the band when I got into the band in the Asylum era. <laughs> probably out of all the maybe next is Eric Singer. He's the only probably guy I would like to meet because Gene and Paul. It seems like on a there's a day you got to get them on a good day. This guy. Hey guys. I mean, it's like they say on shout out loud. Hey Bruce Kulik. I just love <laughs> Bruce. Kulik. I think Bruce Kulik is very underrated. Um, I, I think that he was in an era where he wasn't, I mean, can you imagine if he, I mean, he's as old as ACE is if he would have been in the band originally, mm-hmm. I don't know if his style would have made in the seventies. He played with Bolton and stuff, but blackjack. Yeah. Blackjack. I mean, but Bruce Kulik, I mean, the guy I'd like to meet. I mean, I'd like, I think you'd have a beer with him and talk about old times. But I remember getting my first Kiss concert visual was uh, Animalize, which I think, you know, a lot of us have got in the 80s. And he was the guitarist in Kiss. You know, when I saw Kiss and I got into him, I know those two guys were in Ace and Peter. I'm not, you know, with the makeup. Yeah. But I always, the, the non makeup era is my era. That's what I grew up in. But um, Bruce Killett. And, I'm going to go ahead and tell you my number six, Bruce Kulik. Wow. Oh, my yeah. God. It's, I mean, it's raining, Stevie. So, I mean, it's, yeah. I'm like, like I like to call him the ambassador of Kiss. I mean, the nicest guy you'll ever, I've never met him, but just seems like yeah. the nicest guy you'd probably ever want to meet in Kiss. Doesn't have any ego, but goes out there and plays. I remember you know, seeing in like the circus magazines and the hip paraders back when he actually, he wasn't an official member. He was playing on the tour because of what was going on with Mark St. John. But you were just like, every time you would, you would hear something more about it with Bruce Kulik still playing. You're like, why don't they just make him a member of the band? Right. Just do it. Go ahead and do it. I mean, it's not going to get any better. And his hand ain't swelling up. Exactly. You just need to go ahead and do it. And uh, when they finally did it, man, geez, up until Tommy Thayer, really, when you go back and look at everybody says, well, Tommy Thayer has been in the band longer than any guitar player. But Bruce put out more, I think, as far as a guitar player, put out more than a lot more than Tommy did. I'm not a sure. A lot better, Ace. too. I'm not sure how, if he put out more than Ace because they were putting out stuff regularly then. So they put out. Asylum, Crazy Nights, Hot in the Shade, Revenge, Carnival of Souls, five? Five. I think Ace put out more because uh, you had the Kiss. Oh, I thought you were talking about Tommy Thayer and how many long. Oh, no, he put out, okay. I know he put out more than Tommy Thayer. Oh, okay, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, that, that by, by all means he put out. But, yeah, and not he's not my favorite guitar player in Kiss, but he's right there with him, man. I mean, the guy can flat out play. And I didn't ever get – to, to me, the whole thing where on one of the home videos, I forget which one it was, where Paul talks about he looked like a tree. You know, they, you that was know, Gene. 
Well, yeah, but whoever it was, he yeah. didn't get. Around. I mean, the guy's a freaking entertainer. He was he was moving around like he wasn't doing freaking cartwheels and and jumping jacks like Paul used to do on the. Uh, uh, That's why he board. had to get a hip replacement. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but did you ever? I think the scariest thing about Bruce was like those pants he had that had like the leopard, the, the animal print on, like they weren't the whole pants, but they the they were like the top of his boots or something. I'm like, what the hell is that? But yeah, I mean. But Bruce, you know, you see now Grand Funk Railroad, and then he's doing – he got the Bruce Kulick band, which is such a freaking awesome band. He can still play his butt off. But, I ask, uh, you, ask you guys a question, your opinion. You know how – you know how, you know, the – you know, the I guess the, the originals, fans of the original Ace Cult or whatever, they, they like to go after Thayer and they like to go after Eric Singer. They don't touch – they don't touch Bruce or Eric. Cool. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Do you think it's because of social media? They didn't have social media in the 80s. Don't you think that they mm-hmm. would have been attacked maybe if we had social media in the 80s? Yeah, I think they would have been. I, I think so, too. They don't get touched here's, because that was a different I era. Think the, I think the difference with, with Tommy and, and, and Bruce, though, oh, is the makeup. The, the makeup. makeup, yeah. Bruce, Bruce yeah. is his own guy, and he's not – He's not. I mean, that's, what, that's the big joke, like, that these guys are playing in a cover band. You know, Bruce – was playing stuff that he that he wrote that he recorded where Tommy's just pretty much laying down you know eighty five percent of the set probably well ninety five they do any songs off of Monster at all or, or Sonic Boom at all in these shows anymore hey yeah oh so say so they got one song that he actually recorded but um I think that's a lot of it you know you know sadly um by the time Bruce was in the band. You know, I I kind of left Kiss. I, I think after I, I I kind of departed from Kiss probably around Dynasty. You know, I'd heard the hits, the Heavens on Fire, it's not Bruce, and you know, Tears Are Falling, and all. The, I I saw the videos because they were always, they were on constant rotation, but I didn't hear any songs off those albums besides the the hits that were on the radio or on MTV. Um, sadly, you know, I I just started revisiting those albums since listening actually to to the you know to tom and zeus when they did the reviews i listened along with it i'm thinking i missed all this stuff like i'd never heard heart of chrome and, and you know all these great songs that, that are on these these albums i never heard it was like hearing for the first time you know bruce was the perfect guitar player for that era and and like you said nice guy sadly um, when were those conventions, those KISS conventions back in the early 90s? Maybe? Yeah, 95, 95, 95, around that 95. time. I went to one here in New Jersey. And um, oh, I remember you telling me this. Oh, yeah, you told us the story. Yeah. Before. Yeah. I, I was such an ace cult guy even then because I'd never heard the, the cool stuff that Bruce played on. And he's at this convention and I bump into him and I just, he, he, he looked, he, he's super tall, first of all. I don't know how tall he was, you know. And, um, He's like, hey, how are you? And I totally shunned the man because wow. I'm like, I'm like, you're not ace. I don't want to talk. You know, I don't okay. even want to even want to talk to you. You know. And now I think, what an asshole I want to. <laughs> I could have had a conversation with this guy, and uh, yeah, but no, I'm with you. I think I think he's great. I think God, can you? I can imagine if you met Tommy with the ace makeup on, man, you really would have yeah, flipped you your really lid. Really, <laughs> you'd probably be in jail right now, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, he's 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 great. He's an awesome guitar yeah. player. Seems like a, such a great human being, and um, you know, th- there's no surprise to me why when he plays with his his solo band and does all those awesome deep tracks, yeah. that the crowd just goes crazy for him. It's, yeah. it's no surprise. He's he was he's probably the biggest thing on the Kiss cruises. You know, even bigger than maybe even oh, yeah. Kiss. 
and definitely the biggest thing at like the, you know the creatures fest type stuff like that you know everyone's there to see him you know i think kiss missed the mark but i don't think they could afford to by not having him open up for them because i think he they may have outshined them on the concert yeah and yeah I, and and they don't want to have to follow. No, I know. I agree with you. But if they were as confident as they say they are, they would have had him and the rest and other members on there. No, that's why they got some guy painting pictures because they, you know, that's three times. Egos. Three times I've seen this tour. All three times. The egos can't take it. I mean, to put a band at, at, like Bruce's band on that stage with those younger guys and that yeah. much energy and doing the songs that we want to hear, you know. Yeah, it, you're right. Anything after that would just be a, a would be a bore fest, you know. Yep. I agree. I yeah, agree. I'm with you. <laughs> okay, right. I'm going home. I heard uh, uh, all night later. <laughs> yeah, number five for Mr. Decker in the top five now. <sighs> number five, gosh, it's really getting down to it now. Um, all right, I'm gonna go with this guy. Uh, and I don't think you guys will have a hard time with this one at all. Um, of the three guitar players in this band, well, I guess technically four. Definitely my favorite, uh, mm. Don Felder. I'm about to say, Don who could Felder. that be with four guitar players? Yeah, Don, um, we talked about this a little bit when we did we did the uh, the Eagles the Eagles countdown. This guy just has a style and a knack for just like um, pissing people off. Yeah, <laughs> pissing people off, Mr. Felder. Yeah, right, Mr. Felt, Mr. Felder. I that's so that's so funny to me how they talk about him like. <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> Since we did that show, I watched that documentary again. That four-hour thing. I had to watch. Yeah, it. great. I sat there just like Mr. Cracked up, you know. Um, I, I, I think it's about forgiveness. Forgiveness. Don Henley would sing. Yeah, but it's really not. It's really yeah. not about it's that not, at all. It's about, about money. That. Money. Yeah. Um, How much is enough? You know. Come on. I don't know. It's never enough, but. This this guy he, he he's definitely my favorite guy. Listen, I listen to the old Eagles albums. Um, I mm. like his solos the best. I like his sound the best, and he's got that perfect combination. I mentioned a little bit on the on that Eagles show, you know, about how these certain guitar players they just have a way of like having like a, a, a they'll, they'll play something then there's a response and play something there's a response, and it's often they'll play the same phrase then play it again but change one note. And he does that brilliantly. If you listen to his his work, he'll play one phrase and play the exact same thing, but like one note different. It's like a call and response, call and response. And, and a musician friend years ago told me, that's how you should craft your music. Some of us have told him as well, because he does it all the time and does it does it masterfully. Um, so he's my number five. And he like Gilmore, he's like up in the 80s, he's close to 80 and he can still play. Yeah. Yeah, I read, a, I'm a big Don Felder fan, of course. Um, but I read his book and his book was awesome. I read that I mean, book. All, yeah, yeah, that was a, that oh, was yeah, a great, that was a great book. That was, was a great book. He didn't hold back and he, I mean. No, he shouldn't have either. You, you kind of see his side that what freaked me out is when he was talking about how he was looking for some blow. And uh, he went to the bat. It was like, he went out to, I guess, to get blow and somebody like, I'll get some. And he got it before. And the guy, he got the blow. It was with Ajax. It was laced with Ajax, I guess. Oh, oh yeah. Like what they did in Cheech and Chong. And the guy came out bleeding and. That was one of his biggest wake-up calls, I guess. So you know, it, it couldn't have been easy for easy for him. I think any any guitar player duo you see, you know, when when those got popular, think about when those started, like you know, the Judas Priest and the Iron Maidens. You know, that was way before there. It, you know, um, to play with Joe Walsh probably wasn't easy to begin with because Joe was kind of a maniac. Yeah. Um, 
but those two had a real sp- their styles were so different but yet so wonderful together you know um I mean, it doesn't get any, any more iconic than that. We talked about a lot, the Hotel California, you know, outro harmony solo. It's just like, it, it's, it, it's amazing. Um, so I really appreciate his, his discipline. It's not easy playing with two guitar players in a band, much less three. You know, you, it's, it's easy to step on toes that way. And for these guys to pull that off the way that they did for all those years where, you know, eagles were set aside, let's play, let's play for the song. That says a lot about it, I think, as far as them crafting music together. Yeah. I remember that in his book, he was saying that he couldn't remember how many times he drove uh, Joe to rehab and got him straight. Oh. But when it came between when I guess uh, Henley and uh, Fry, Fry cut him off, he just cut him off like Jeez. friendship gone. I mean, that just that was like, uh, I mean, that's who you find your friends are. I mean, Joe Walsh has enough money. I mean, come on. The yeah. guy saved his life and he just, I mean, like you said, money. Yep. Yep. But uh, the Felder is 75. I just looked. Yeah, up. he's up there. He's, he's that old? Wow. Yes. We're, we're not any spring chickens anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it just sometimes it blows my mind because I still it does like me too. 19, you know, and these guys are, it's, it's incredible. And what so. gets me is when I see like a younger person, I'm thinking like, oh, you know, and you think you're thinking them older, like, no, like I was watching Albert Pujols this whole hit his home runs. And I was like, yeah, he's getting old. I'm like, shit, dude, you're like eight years older than him. You don't, you kind of don't think that way. Like kind of with musicians too. All right. Number five for you, Ward. Number five was just mentioned by Joe. One of my early favorites. I am a Sammy Hagar era guy. I actually like David Lee Ross solo more than I do the stuff in Van Halen. And I know that's blasphemy to (laughs) to a lot of people. Mm <clears throat> but um eddie van halen i remember the first video i saw and when i discovered van halen was jump i was late to the party and i just remember this guy you know this you had this blonde maniac you know jumping around and stuff then you had this guitar player so happy just smiling all the time i didn't realize yeah. he was high or, drunk <laughs> or whatever it's like man what? he's really he's a happy guy about. yeah but i mean jump game changer i mean the keyboards i know that you know, I, I tell my older friends that that you're such a metalhead, and you got into. It's like, I mean, I was I was 12 years old. I mean, and I and, and 994 was my first. I still love that album. I love. I like my keyboard guy. I don't mind them. You know, David Lee Roth obviously was okay with him when he went solo. But yeah, uh, I well, I got notes here. Is it, there's no doubt what he meant to hard rock and metal, and people still talk about that. I hear people. Oh, look at Ace in 1970. Oh, no, he was tapping there. You know, they, they still talk about the tap. And that's what he did. And it's amazing. All these years, people playing guitar, and he's the one, still something new that came up as recently was. But I just wish we had some box sets. I wish we had more, you know, you know, I I don't want anything live with David, but, you know, something, you know, there's got to be a bunch of, there's got to be vaults oh, yeah. and stuff out there. I just wish Thanks. we had it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, Gone I, too I, soon. Gone too soon. It, it is. It's interesting. I'm, I'm old enough to remember when 1984 came out, when that was released, and, and the controversy surrounding that because, you know, Eddie Van Halen was a guitar player, not a keyboard player. You know, exactly. that was, that was a big thing. That. You know, and and Jump was such a stretch from. I think the album before that was Diver Down. I think Diver Down, was, yeah. Diver Down. 
and and then before that was fair warning when fair warning was like that that's a guitar clinic that that is just like unchained right was it unchained on that one on on chains uh mean Mean street Street. yeah um that's i mean that song is like one of my that that might be my favorite van halen song ever and so 84 comes out and there's this video jump and they there it's just like there's eddie on keyboards i just remember the reviews were so mixed between yeah and and I wasn't a big fan of that song. I did like the I liked Al Wait a lot better than that one. Um, there Panama. Was, yeah, Pan, I love Panama. It was a great song. Um, Drop Dead Legs, Top Jimmy. Uh, yeah, Top yeah. They had yeah. the jump song, and and that was on such heavy rotation at MTV at the time. I mean, you could not turn that on. I mean, it was on probably oh, no. once an hour. That song was on. All but they knew time. what they were doing because they got kids like me to become a fan because fifty one fifty OU eight one two then on. And after that, it became Eddie plays keyboards too. You know, then also that just became like a staple. That's 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 what he does. You David know? did them too. Yeah, especially yeah. on uh, Eat 'em and Smile, or not Eat 'em and Smile, uh, Skyscraper. Uh, yeah. Well. All right. So number five for you, the Eddie Van Head. Number five for me. And this is another guy that this is probably going to be the one that shocks Ford. Um, <laughs> Glenn Campbell. Yeah, Rhinestone Cowboy. Um, no, this guy was, I mean, had it. Glenn David Campbell was Richard. a great guitarist, by the way. Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm, not, not, no, I'm not taking that, anything away from that, but I, it sounds like we're all doing rock. We didn't pick any country stuff. No, so far. no, no, I, I didn't pick gotcha. country, but, um, this guy was, you know, and you talk about timing. He had, he had his time in, in the late eighties, but another guy that disappeared. That I think you I know always you're wondered, talking about that you always wondered what the heck happened. This guy was self-taught. It, I mean, he he didn't oh. he couldn't he couldn't read notes. He just played by ear. And, but man, and then he had that freaking guitar with. I mean, I don't know what the proper term. Of, after I tell you who it is, Joe, I think I know who it is. You'll know. Who I I'm guess. About. Go ahead, guess. Did he play with Alice Cooper? No. Okay, never mind. No, you knew who I'm talking about though, right? Kane Roberts? Yeah, that's what I was nah, thinking. No, nah, I'm not talking about Kane Roberts. You said his guitar. I thought he had that machine gun guitar. No, this was okay. no, and maybe that really would have surprised me if Kane Roberts was above Bruce Kulick. No, this guy, you know, and and you always wanted to hear that he was making a comeback, and I think he had some family issues, and then he had a, a injury to his wrist that that has kept him from coming back. But uh, Vito Brada. From White oh Line. yeah, 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 I forgot yeah. you liked him so much. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I mean this guy. You sit there and listen to Pride. Yeah. And, uh, listen to the guitar solos on that, and wait, uh, and then the next album, Little Fighter, uh, mm. the, the guitar solos that I, re- I remember. I mean, that was, I was doing research, and Mike Tramp talked about it. Uh, nobody. They tried to do New White Line, and with all people. Paul Gilbert was one of them. Warren Demartini was one of them, and none of them wanted to try to be Vito. Nobody, nobody wanted to try to play that. And what was it? I mean, I don't know the proper term for his because he had a guitar that didn't. It had the the nick, but it didn't have the top of it with the with the stuff of it. What is that? I mean, there was there was that for a while there, that was like a style. I think I think they were made by a company called Schechter. Okay. And they, they, these headless guitars were popular yeah. for a while. Yeah. Um, I never had one. I never even actually saw one. I mean, I've seen them in a store, but never actually saw one live, how it all went together. But um, I'm not sure what his deal was with that, other than the fact maybe 
he mean, was big was, on the whammy bar. Was um, that just something for a look? Or, I mean, it wasn't for sound, was it? I think it's more just for a look, you know. Um, remember those little bases were out for a while there? I think they yeah. had one. It looked like a, like a little box almost, you know. It was well, Stanley, also. well, Stanley played like a body glove guitar that had no head like on his solo tour. I remember that. And I just, Yeah, like, they were never, it's yeah. just more for the look, but some um, – they could show uh, off more. They could show off more chest hair with a not such a big guitar, I guess. Maybe, maybe you know. But look, uh, talking about Vito, but uh, you know, and it's a shame because he's. Tr- I think. I think Mike Tramp actually. Tried. Blew, he tried. He's tried, he, and yeah. you know, yeah. he just can't get him. And Vito came out on an interview a few years back uh, with Eddie Trunk and was talking about stuff, but nothing ever really came of it. But I mean. Guitar World Magazine named him one of the best, 20 best guitarists in the 80s. And he was that, what, from 87? I think Pride oh, came man. out in 87. So, yeah. While he main, was attra- there, main, main attraction was pretty good, too. I, man, remember, I told you, Steve, about um, uh, Fight to Survive. That's You, you yes. like that. That's a, yes. I found those guys, you know, back in the day, used to go to the record store and look through, through the imports. And if the, if the cover looked cool, you'd buy it. And sometimes you get lucky, you know. Um, you know, sometimes you get White Lion, sometimes you get Grim Reaper, and you're like, ah, shit, you know, uh, <laughs> you know Grim Reaper. If, you're, if you're going by the covers, you know, and that's how I, where I found him, and uh, no, you're, he's, he's a phenomenal guitar player, very unique style, yeah. um, he's, he's big on the, on the tapping, I hear a lot of Eddie in him, I'm sure he's yeah. very, very influenced by Eddie, and oh, yeah. I loved his, his tone, he had a really cool, crunchy, crunchy tone, um, after we talked about him not too long ago, I went to find went on Spotify and found some live stuff. His live playing was just in, amazing. I mean, it's it's perfect, you know. Yeah. It's it's just a shame we didn't hear more of him. And I don't yeah. know. I mean, how old is it? Let me see how old he is now. Oh, Vito's gotta be these guys. He probably isn't he's probably in his sixty-one. Yeah. 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 Could so, you think about yeah. those guys? I mean, they were already in their like late twenties in the eighties, so yeah. Right. right. It said Mike Tramp tried to reunite with 2003, uh, unsuccessful, and then he talked about him in a 2007 interview, claiming he was always quiet and maintained a certain distance from the rest of the band. And uh, 2007, when he, he gave his first live interview in over 12 years on Eddie Trunk, hmm. and talked about his father, and and it was hard for him with his wrist to. Uh, move his hand up and down the electric guitar's neck, but he could still play classical guitar, but he just couldn't. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think just with a lot, I think with a lot of these guys, it's kind of like Robert Plant, you know, you're not who you used to be. Yeah. So yeah, you can offer me a billion dollars, but I'm not Robert Plant from 77, you know? I mean, well, I mean, look, he probably feels that if, way too. If people would pay all this money to see Vinnie Vincent play again, after all this time, then daggum people should pay a lot of money to see. But maybe he can't play play like he said with that wrist. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That that's got to be it. But yeah, you know, he's probably more hurt than he lets on. Man, that that probably big reason. And that's that's what I'm thinking too. I hope. But I mean, mad respect for Vito Brada. He to get my top five. I saw. I saw. um, Who's the singer? Uh, Mike Tramp. Mike Tramp. Yeah. I saw him. He cut all his hair off, and he's all tatted up. And was like, damn, dude. He does not look like Mike Tramp. I know. Still a handsome man, but yeah, he does. He he's all tatted up now. Look, Mike Tramp was a handsome man. Back he was a day. handsome man. Yes. So yeah, we're probably we're probably gonna make time and do some mad. Not not that there's anything wrong with not that there's anything wrong with that. He got a little bit whiny though. I didn't. I I, I liked his voice, but like that. 
I wasn't a fan of like that children cry song. Yeah, I'm with you, brother. I hate that um, song. I, I do not like that song. That song. Um, Wait, uh, tell me. Good song. Uh, their version of their cover of "Radar Love's awesome. Radar Love, Vito. Vito, Vito Look, I could go through the whole ride. You could play, and I, you know, y'all. And I like some stuff off Main Attraction. I like. I, I could mean, play I, the I whole that was pride good too. The whole Pride album from start to finish and not have a problem. What, Love Takes Time or what was the single? Love Love Don't Come Easy? That Love Don't Come Easy. I think that's what it was. Yeah. I think Love I played that. Love Takes Time is Mariah that, Carey. That Pride cassette I played. That's next week's summer. podcast. My God. Mariah Carey? Yeah. No. Yeah, no, Mariah no. Carey. <laughs> we're going to do, do a top 20 and make you suffer. But, uh, yeah. Pride, you know, you could. I, I probably wore that cassette. Out. I, I you know can, I did. And you can hear his guitar like in the weight when he kicks in. Oh, rah, gosh, rah, dude, dude, that is awesome. The and they get crap in. for being a glam band, but that's heavy as hell. That man. is heavy. They, look, let me tell you this if they're going to give them crap for being a glam band, then give me crap for liking them because I, yeah. I love White Line. Well, it's so, like Jer Jericho kind of rags on him. He's the biggest hair guy there is, but yeah. he was saying they were opening him for ACDC. Probably not a good fit. That was That's not, not good a good fit. fit. They would open good for fit. Kiss. They would have been a good. I that, think they opened up for my Kiss. My brother, my brother actually went to see that that tour, the ACDC, and, and I was like, "All right, who's opening up for him?" It was like, oh, "I think it's White Line." I was like, "Really?" And I was like, "They probably get batteries thrown at them or something like that." Do you remember those? Do you remember those days to where like <laughs> you uh, kind of got? Like, oh, that's White Lion. Oh, Lion? No. And there was another band called Lion. Yeah, was, oh, the well, band. Then, no, like, you had, yeah. White Mark Tiger. Johns, Mark White, White Tiger. Is, White is Tiger. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So number four for for Joe. Number four. Okay. Number four. There was two guys, and their styles are so similar. I had a hard time deciding on the two, and I know that these guys are actually actually friends. Um, the guy I didn't pick is Warren Demartini. I love Warren. I love him. Love him, love him, love him. Think he's phenomenal. Um, I was a big Rat fan back in the day. Oh, yeah. But the guy that I decided to go with is George Lynch. Oh, wow. I, I yeah. thought you were going to go with Robin Crosby for a second. At first, at first no, I was like, no. he's going with Robin Crosby. I was like, yeah, that's no, what I thought. No, I was like, no, oh, wow. No. Um, when you listen to Warren and listen to George, their styles are very, very similar in how they play. But the reason I, I I picked George Lynch is because George Lynch goes into more of the darker notes that yeah, Warren does. I'm ready to say, and I like that. Um, uh, I like the fact that he he's he's self taught. He doesn't really know what he's doing. He'll even say, "I don't even know why what I play works." I mean, when you learn how to play some of his songs, the scales that he chose to use, I don't even know where he found these notes. They they mm -hmm. shouldn't work. Theoretically, they don't they don't work, but they do they do for him. Um, he though is one of those guys that when I saw live did not really stay true to his his um, his recorded stuff, and I found out why later on in, in hearing interviews from him. What they just let him do is just let him play. He just play and play and play and play and play. Then a producer would take pieces of the solos and kind of that he liked and, and piece the thing together oh, and wow. say, "Here's your solo." He had to go back and, and kind of like almost like relearn it. I mean, he you know he, he just you know learned how it went from beginning to end. So when you saw him live, he really did. He really didn't know. Um, hmm. And now, I would swear to man, forgot how to play a guitar. If you follow his Instagram, he's terrible. I mean, it's really, really it's tough to watch. You like watching TV play, huh? 
it, 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 it's I, actually, me. I, I me too <laughs> i can't really watch him anymore um he still plays i mean i haven't seen him live for a long time and as a guitar wanna, player what do you mean by that i mean how he plays yeah i mean what do you mean he's terrible i mean would a non-musician say that too i think or, so really i think if you went on his, his instagram and watch his instagram stuff you'd be like what is this guy doing yeah, steroids or remember he got all buff. Hey, remember, I remember when he got all buff. Oh and, yeah. Um, he is probably one of the biggest jerks I've yeah, ever heard met, that. I've heard that. Who I've ever met in my life. Um, I met him at a Dawkins show at a small club in Scranton, PA, when they were long done. I mean, they were they were lucky. I mean, that's this that's is, that recently or what? No, no. <laughs> um, maybe. 94 95 oh, wow. 96 somewhere around there you know uh the place may be held at the most a couple hundred people um met the band afterwards and he was he was incredibly arrogant you know the other guys were super cool jeff pilson even don, don was obnoxious, but he was oh. funny but he was yeah. at least cordial and hung around uh mick brown was cool he was funny george and and what a disappointment because he was like my guy growing up like i I tried to emulate his style more than probably any other guitar player in that time. I, I just, for some reason, his style really resonated with me and I found it easier to play his stuff than I did other, other guys. And, and to meet him and just be like, it's like, ah, oh, you're, you're an ass. You know, he, he just was just not cool at all. Never meet your heroes. They say. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's true. But, um, but his playing is undeniable. The man can, 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 he can, he can turn a guitar inside out, you know, when he wants to. So there's a, there's a song. It's probably my favorite Lynch mob song called all I want. It's off wicked sensation. I know it. Yep. And there's a guitar in there where he makes the guitar sound like a piano. I don't know if that's a piano. Somebody told me to that's a guitar during that. I have to do it again, but some, um, but the solo, he does a part in there where it sounds like a piano. My buddy was like, that's the guitar. He was doing that. The guitar. And I'm not a musician. It I'll sounds like it. a damn piano, but he says the guitar it's the solo. Okay. But um, I, I, I'll give one thing of George Lynch. I know why he hates Don Dockin. I saw Dockin, it wasn't George Lynch, open up for, it was Ace, Graham Bonnet, and LA Guns, and Dockin. Mm -hmm. And everybody was talking about how bad Dockin sound. I thought he was okay. It was fine. He did the hits. Right. But man, the guitar player he had with, he just constantly just was on his ass about everything. Oh, you think he could play faster with us? I mean... I don't know if he was joking, but I, I can see you why he hates who, Don Dockin. You remember who the guitar player was? It was a few years ago. It it was it was was it Red Beach? Red Beach? I no, it wasn't Red Beach, Beach because didn't he with White Snake? Yeah, he is now, yeah, but yeah, he played, he, no, he this is Dockin some. This is about three years ago. It wasn't Red Beach. I would remember Red Beach okay, from okay. here. Yeah, but so yeah, he did, um, I just was like, from... no wonder George Lynch hates that guy. Well, they're both they're both. They're both yeah. jerks, Ego. so they both, you know, egos, but, yeah. they got egos. But you're playing a club too. with 100 people, you shouldn't have too many egos. Yeah, but... I remember. I think I told you the story, Steve. Um, years years ago, uh, a band I played with. Um, there was two bands. I, there was two bands, but are, are were managed by the same person. And uh, the bigger band, actually, the band that used to do the um, extreme cover. For a while there, they got the drummer from Twisted Sister to play with them. Um, AJ Perro. AJ Perro, yeah. And I got to know AJ pretty well. AJ was a super cool guy, very, very nice guy. It's a shame he's gone now too. Hmm. But he but he was a guy, he had tons and tons of stories from the road because you know he he was he was he was where we all wanted to be. He'd been he toured the big arenas, he'd seen everything. 
And he said the two biggest jerks he ever met in the business. He said, <laughs> he said, uh, the singer from Black and Blue, Jamie Saint, whatever his name really? was. Jamie and, Saint uh, James, and, I think. Is yeah. Name. And George Lynch. And George Lynch. And he had said one time they were playing somewhere, like an open air concert someplace. And, um, you know, it's still early in the morning and they're all on their tour buses sleeping. And, and someone's on the stage just playing the guitar obnoxiously loud. And he and he went out there. And it was George. And he basically almost just beat the shit out of him. He's like, listen, yeah, you know, we're, trying to, <laughs> we're trying to sleep and you're out here. Yeah, I remember you telling me this. Wow. And uh, at the time, that was hard to hear because I hadn't met him yet. I hadn't had the jerk experience yet. And I still loved George at that point in time. So I was, it was kind of hard to hear like, oh, damn, he's that much of an ass, you know. But um, I, I believe it. I totally believe it. Me too. Yeah. yeah. George Lynch, number four. And yeah, his docking stuff was definitely better than, than uh, Lynch Mob. Yeah. I, I agree. <laughs> y'all be wrong all y'all want it's fine he didn't play he didn't play torpedo girl but he was like, uh, all right warden number yeah, he played in my dreams in, yeah whatever heck yeah in my dreams we play in your um, dreams or that what's Gary. that bottom of a nation they did dream warriors god that was horrible with a horrible movie too Ugh. that wasn't a great song no that movie was, like, like no when they get out there like, they get out there with the do the things who is it? Who is that? Rosanna Arquette doing that? Is like, Arquette. That was, that was the best Arquette. part of that video. Not the song and not the movie. No wonder you like Torpedo Girl. Yes, I do. Yeah, you're wrong. Okay. You're wrong. Is it my four night? My four now? Can I talk now, Stevie? Number four. Okay. Number four is where it all started for me with hard rock and heavy metal, at least. Before I got into this band, um, it was Glenn Campbell. It was Alabama was my big band. Madonna. I mean, I was in the pop. But my neighbor brought over this album, put it on. I heard the bells. I was like, what the hell is this? And then you hear the, you know, the bells ring. And then you hear some guy yelling about Satan. And of course, everything that I wasn't supposed to know. Cause, and then it got into, you know, giving the dog a bone, which was like, man, they're, they like dogs, huh? <laughs> uh, back in black. You shook me all night long. Rock and roll ain't noise pollution. Back in black. Angus, Angus Young. It started for me. Hard rock and heavy metal, it just that's what got me into it. I I I mean I knew who Kiss was visually, but I had no idea who they were in 1983. Right. And you know, we talked about Mutt Lang earlier. Uh, another album he produced that just I mean got me. I mean it I this was this ACDC symbolized everything I wasn't supposed to like at that age, you know. You know, and I remember, you know, them talking about Satan and they just did that to, you know, piss off the the preachers, which it got people like me to buy it heathen that i am and it I, I still listen to acdc to this day i love them to me and i know that people i think they're the greatest hard rock band ever that's my opinion people can disagree whatever um i think through and through yeah they may do the same album every year but just in and out i mean a lot of people like acdc they aren't necessarily hard rock fans and i just to me Angus is just, he's up there. He's my number four. Okay. Angus. Okay. No, no problem with that pick. And no, no comments. Wow. Neither one of y'all. Hey, I mean, wow. I, wow. I, I'm not a fan. Really? <laughs> of, the band, of the band. I, I think he's pretty cool. And, and um, yeah. his, his energy is undeniable. I mean, oh, I, yeah. I, I, I've seen them live and that man doesn't stop. 
He, no. I don't know. I don't know how he does it. He just, he just, he's unbelievable. You know, um, great showman. Um, just not a big fan. Just not a big fan of that kind of that, that, their style. But, but he I have new, I, most of my musician fans aren't either. I mean, maybe it's, it's more of this, you know, <laughs> the simpleton like I am, that's not a musician, but I have some musician friends. So they feel the same way. I, I see your point. Yeah, I mean he's he's definitely an icon, and and a lot of guys are influenced by him. And he's he he is um, he's known. I mean he's he's probably one of the they probably rank him in the top twenty hard rock guitar players, you know, ever. I just, I just love ACDC. They're like, I mean, we me and Stevie did a podcast on it, and it I I mean, like I said, I started out being a Brian guy, but I mean, my list was five and five Brian and yeah. And, yeah. I mean, it's like I didn't even try it that way, but right. It, when that comes on, I mean, I, I listen to them all the time, but yeah, had to put one of my favorite bands go up there. No, absolutely. There's certain, like, I there's certain songs like Let's Get It Up and Hell's Bells. Oh, yeah. and I, I love those songs, absolutely. Gotcha. All right, so number four, and got let's see, you had I had to get this guy in because one of the most brilliant intros to a song to an iconic song was so simple scotty hill yes you guessed it you sure you just get the right <laughs> monkey thing. business yeah but no it, just listen to this song and then hearing the story and it never hits you hit me till after i heard the story told about how he was just fooling around playing uh, a circus circus music and and it went from circus music to okay Let's go with that. Let's build around that. And turns into one of the most iconic songs of the, of the 80s and probably music. Uh, talking about Sweet Child of Mine. I'm talking oh, about gotcha. Slash. You got me on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just fooling around playing, a, like like I said, circus music. That's You listen to that riff, that opening riff, that's circus music. And then they built around it, built a freaking killer song like Sweet Child of Mine around that. But yeah, I, Slash. I, I think Appetite for Destruction is the greatest rock and roll metal debut of album all time. My it's my my favorite. It's I know it's, it's old. There, yeah, I know it's old and overplayed. But Paradise City, I still love that song and that way song, he plays that solo at the yes. end. Yeah, I mean it, it's you mean like we were talking about how they cut off Zach on different stuff. They play that full solo on Paradise City because that's so integrated in the song they couldn't really you know get it out of there but appetite for i have nothing but love for slash i oh, saw yeah. them with metallica and guns i saw metallica and guns and roses in 93 i think faith no more open at the astrodome in houston and i remember i i wasn't i wasn't high on guns and roses at the time because axel just turned me off i was of course a metallica fan but well, he came yeah. out playing playing the godfather theme how yeah. cool is that yeah yeah and i saw him about four years ago with uh zz top ZZ Top open with still Dusty Hill was around and they were great. I mean, they, they were, I mean, Slash is just Duff's my favorite guy of the band, yeah. but you know, I mean, Guns N' Roses gets a lot of crap and you know, Axel's all the cause of it, but great yeah, guitar player. Great course, guitar player. Another thing, another, I mean, and one of my favorite Guns N' Roses songs, November Rain, and you hear the, the guitar solo on that when he, oh man, he's just freaking awesome. But, Slash it just looks like, and then after you get you get away from that actual distraction and go to Velvet Revolver. Oh yeah. And what was the name of that song? 
Gosh, the first song they put out. Was, Why did you say that, Stevie? Now it's like, I gosh. But the solo he Slither, did. Was that, it Slither or Slither? Slither. 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 Yeah. The Slither. guitar solo on Slither is freaking, it sounds like, I mean, I'm like, this another, is just going to another level. What another, was the ballad? The second song. I Fall to Pieces, pieces or Fall to Pieces? Yeah. I, I love I Fall to Pieces, Patsy Klein. <laughs> yeah. That guitar. Um, see, that's the slash. I, 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 I don't like when Slash plays fast. I like when he sits back and plays melodic, like November Rain, um, like yeah. the Sweet Child of Mine. Yeah. Not the Sweet Child of Mine solo, but the the the, the kind of like solos after the verses. Those little like that's that's so it's so nice. And same thing in that in that Velvet Revolver song. Same thing, just a nice, really cool, cool, cool like you know riff slash lick in there. I don't like his tone. I don't know what it is about his tone. I don't like. Yeah, it's it's. It's different. It's recognizable. It, you, oh, you know when he's you could you know him and you, you could hear him anywhere. Oh yeah, definitely. It's just you know it's, he plays the standard just less Paul like everybody else does, but um, his style is very very unique. Um, he's yeah. a little bit sloppy, which is kind of cool. And but his <laughs> it fits the band. I mean, you can't. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's perfect for them. It's perfect. Stevie, are you are you ready for that four hundred song? Yeah, uh, use your illusions one and two coming out. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that's a little overkill there. I mean, but you know, it, hey. people will buy. It. People will buy. It. You'll there's probably a, buy it, Warden. There's a what's it called? I don't know what is it, when you're talking to yourself. That's it's strange. Uh, it's strange. Yeah. I mean that that guitar that that and that and then he does a song called. There's a song called Black Horse or Dead Horse. Dead Horse. That he has a great solo in too. That. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's great. The strange was, you know, that that right there was something different. But daggum slash, mm. yeah, and just like you said, Joe, his he's sloppy, but it fits Guns and Roses. It, he's like perfect yeah. for that band. Perfect. Yeah. You, 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 you couldn't drop somebody like a, you know, a more technical player into that band. It oh, just no. it just wouldn't it wouldn't work, you know. And I think you can kind of tell the sound with somebody like him and Ed and Eddie. Van Halen, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know their sound. Like yeah. they fit their band, then you know that you know that's Angus. You know that's Slash. You know, absolutely, absolutely. Hey, right. that was a pretty good non-musician uh, observation, man. man. Pretty oh, good, man. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was impressed. Was I good. put my little star right here. You know, <laughs> number three, Mister Decker. Number three is a is a repeat. I think you had. I think you had him. Yes, you had him. Um, Who's you? Uh-oh. Uh, I'm sorry, Stevie had it. Stevie had it. Yeah. One <laughs> of um, you. So at the time, at the time, there was two guitar players who I was following uh, greatly back in like the, the the not the mid like the early '80s, like '84, '85, um, and who were two, my two favorites. And uh, but one took. I, I saw them both live. And I picked this one because this one was way better live than the other one. The other one was George Lynch. Um, I was a huge, you know, uh, breaking the chains, tooth and nail, under lock and key. Okay. Um, great albums, by the way. Great albums. Uh, but then when I saw Jakey Lee live, I said, oh, no. Jake, yeah. is, Jake is, is just way, you know, so it was kind of like Bark at the Moon, Tooth and Nail, Ultimate Sin, Under Lock and Key. And I was following both of them very, very closely. But again, the, the live performance is what did it for me um, in so many different ways. 
the animosity between Dawkins and George on stage was undeniable. You could yeah, see it, yeah. you could feel it. You know, even as a 15-year-old kid seeing him live, you knew something wasn't quite right. The chemistry wasn't there. You know, there's that you could tell why that band didn't didn't you know go further. Um, but then to see Jake live and him and Ozzy, the chemistry was there, his and the playing was there. Um it's a shame there was only two Ozzy albums with him, but I love the Badland stuff. I thought that was phenomenal. Yeah. Um and I, I wish he'd do something now, you know, just do something. He's, he's kind of yeah. off the radar. I can't find him anywhere. I can't find him on YouTube. I can't find him on Instagram. Um, and what's funny is years ago, a girl that I knew was running his fan club. So oh, I see wow. all that stuff. Yeah. And so, yeah, he's my, he was, he's my second favorite guitar player that Ozzy, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, definitely my second favorite guitar player. So yeah, Jakey Lee, that's my number three. So all I'm hearing is that not only is Lynch Mob better than Dawkins, so is everything Ozzy did is better than Dawkins. I agree. Good point. Just kidding. Yeah, but you, you talked about Dawkins, and I, I meant to say it a while ago. You, you were talking about how volatile the relationship was there. You know, you remember the last single they did before they broke up the first time? Dawkins? Yeah. The last single? Yeah. It was something awful, like Too High to Fly, maybe? No, uh, no. I mean, they, before they broke up the first time, now they the first in time the 80, they broke in up, the eighties. They break up yeah, in the eighties. They broke up in the eighties after they did. They did. Uh, gosh, they did the back, live album. Beast from the back east. from the attack or east from the back east. from the attack was the last studio. Then they did the live album, but they did a studio song for that album. And I oh, think was, walk away. Yes, I think I love that fitting. song. I love Walk, Walk Away is one of my favorite Dawkins songs. Yeah, me too. I love that song. And I yeah. think it was so fitting that that was the last single they did before they broke up that time. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. The song was just like, just walk away. There'll be no more tomorrow. Uh, I mean, geez. You get, and yeah. then those guys, that's what kills me about it. Those guys had everything in front of them. I mean, everything in front of them. They, were, they could have went, went up to the next level. And they just threw it away. They didn't have what you call a handsome singer. That's probably what killed him. And he wasn't a great front man. I saw Dawkins no. a number of times live, and he really he, you know, certain front men command the crowd. You know, Vince Neil, awful singer, amazing front man. Yeah, that, yeah, um, <laughs> Those videos, I got like me for those videos. Um, you know, I just recently listened to uh, uh, one of. Um, uh, what's that? Growing up rock podcast. It was a, it was a Dio Ozzy comparison. It was really really good, but they're comparing the two and 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 the, and why one was, why why one was farther than the other. And I think the reason was you know Ozzy was a great frontman. Dio was okay. You know, um, same thing I think with with with, with Dawkins. Dawkins was just a he was a he was an okay frontman, but he really did not get the crowd. You know. There was the chemistry wasn't there. I, yeah. I, I saw it, you know. I, I, yeah, yeah. So let's just see. keep making excuses for an average band. So whatever, whatever. They so are. Got, they're average. They're Dawkins okay, but they're not. They're not what you call great. I mean, that's my opinion. I'm just saying. You know, that's that's why they didn't ever caught on because I mean they, they didn't catch on. I mean, Brett Michaels can't sing, but he's you know. He's a good-looking oh, yeah. dude. Yeah, and he's a frontman. I mean, front Joe's man. right about that he's place. A front but he's a frontman. I mean, man. I, I mean, I never thought Dawkins. I mean, when I, when I was in the '80s, I looked at Dawkins. I was like, you know, what stood out to me was George Lynch. 
but and you know like when they did like it's not love or whatever i mean that's a cool song because it's the wow and the guitar it ain't the front man you gotta you, like joe said you gotta be able to command you gotta be a bach you gotta be even a vince neil and, and i think that's why they never caught i just i just never thought that they were that that's great that's why i say lynch mob and there's no comparison i mean it's it's just choice but you know that's, <laughs> that's you. Like him. all right so you're number three my number three i was listening to this today and I remember a certain band in the, I think it was 80s and maybe 90s did this song. And it reminded me how great it was. It was Great White. They were doing Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You. And this song came on, the original came on. I don't know if it's the original, if it's a cover. But the Zeppelin came on. And I'm thinking, God, this song is older than me. And it just still, Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You, just kicks so much ass. And just Jimmy Page. I mean, I love this. I'm i don't know i mean it's hard to say i mean it's it's led zeppelin i'm a huge zeppelin fan Mm -hmm. um and you think about all the stuff he influenced i mean he had the white snakes the kingdom comes i mean i there's still people ripping him off today i mean playing the guitar with the 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 fiddle thing or whatever the bow i mean yeah the bow i mean (laughs) granted he was a you know lived in alistair collie's house that was a little weird uh but uh, Jimmy Page, man. I mean, Zeppelin's up there with one of my favorite out, uh, bands, and and I and Eddie Van Halen spoke highly of him. I think he was more an average with <laughs> like him and Clapton. So yeah, and Clapton's great, but Jimmy Page, and he seems like a good guy. He you know he's out there and he's you know he he worked with Robert Plant. I I, I kind of wish they'd release more Coverdale Page stuff. I I was really disappointed that didn't do better, but like yep. timing ninety four. Yep, yeah. But uh, Jimmy Page. Okay. All right. Nothing wrong with that. No. Nope. I have to say, I've been uh, I've been getting messages back and forth. I mean, we're not live or anything like that, but I've been getting messages back and forth. One of the guys that back in high school that really influenced what I listened to a lot. He, he was an older guy, and he, you know, when we go on bus rides for for ball games, he would play the coolest stuff, and he introduced me to a lot of stuff. So I asked him right then, who was your favorite guitarist of all time and uh yeah just like you said jimmy page was his favorite so yeah i mean you can't really i mean i mean i think with zeppelin it's either you like them or you don't i mean i mean you got a lot of taste yeah i don't i don't get that i mean i don't understand I i mean that's just me though i think they're great i think I'm not saying they're not great, but I'm just saying it's. I don't think they're an acquired taste. I think that's. I don't. Well, for a lot of people, they are. Well, I think Pink Floyd's an acquired taste. I think Led Zeppelin's more broadband. Let me tell you this: compared to Led Zeppelin, uh, Pink Floyd is not even a taste for me. Yeah, that's true. But I'm just saying, I think Pink Floyd. I mean, I I think Zeppelin's higher than that. Oh yeah, definitely. But I I don't. No comparison for me with Led Zeppelin. But you know what I'm saying? I I don't think they're. I, I mean. Yeah, but some people just feel that way, you know. It's it's not not me. I love Led Zeppelin, yeah. but you know, it's it's an acquired taste. But for it's some people. I, I, those people are wrong. I'm sorry. I think Zeppelin's one of the greatest rock. I mean, I just, I mean, when you sell your soul to the devil, man, come on, you got to be great. Robert Johnson Part Two. Come yeah. on, dude. Okay. All right, Jimmy Page is number three. I guess Joe's one of those people that's acquired taste for. He's not a Zeppelin. Well, I'm, I'm just thinking, like, you know, Jimmy Page, you know, probably the most identifiable guitar solo ever, Stairway to Heaven. Everyone everyone knows that, you know, and he, and, and, um, 
I'm not a huge Zeppelin fan. There, there's there's songs I love by them. Um, yeah. And but this is not going to be the popular opinion. If I was going to sit down and listen to two guitar players, I would, I'd rather listen to David Gilmore than mm-hmm. Jimmy Page. That's gotcha. just that's just my personal you know taste. Right. No, not that I like Floyd better. I just like his. I like his. Uh, I just think that, I think he's just a different kind of guitar player. But Page is like. Most of the guys that are around today, or you know, in the '80s, they wouldn't have been around if it wasn't a, a Jimmy Page. You know, they, the Zeppelin started all that. Ace Frehley is one of them. I think that was the big, big influence on what Ace was. Jimmy Page. Yeah. Well, also like the uh, Adrian Vandenbergs and um, who's the guy that was in the band before they kicked him out? Um, John Sykes. Yeah. John, oh, yeah. Look, let me tell yeah. you this, dude. John Sykes. I don't know what the problem was with him. If it was attitude or what, but that guy could flat out play some guitar. I mean, Coverdale, I there were there weren't room for two stars the, in that band. It was just Carverdale's. Yeah, he would his his that ego must have been really bad because he was not. It there was no way Coverdale was going to let him tell I, him what to I, do. I, I don't. I disagree because he fired the whole band, not just Sykes. So well, yeah, but that's and that, and that band wasn't exactly what you call a handsome band. Besides. Coverdale and Sykes, you know, and they then were... did. Then he gets Vivian and Adrian Vandenberg and Rudy Sarsen. Oh, right. Aldridge. Yeah. One time they had the freaking what you call a super group. Back it was an all star band. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a lot better been. than that band Shadow King that Adrian did too. That was horrible. You just listen to Vandenberg. You ever what was that, that song all the way to Memphis that had the? That was that was Dixon? contraband. Yeah, contraband. contraband. It had, uh, had a great single, but the rest that of that was great. Sucked. Now that was Bobby Blotzer from Rat played the played the drums. Uh, but the, the rest of the album stunk. That single was yeah, great. Yeah, but that single was yeah, like you said, was great. Who was the singer in that? Was it the guy from LA Guns? I think so, Phil Lewis. Yeah, I think it was Phil Lewis. <laughs> but yeah, the great great song. But yeah, like you said, well, and I agree with that. The rest of the album was not yeah. great. That that happened a lot. You buy like oh one album, like oh man, the rest of it. My sucked. brother, my brother actually bought a cassette single with that. That's how I knew about that song. And then later on, like with the album challenge thing, that was one of them. I went and listened to the whole album, and I was like, oh yeah, there was a reason why they didn't take off. And I think Shadow King was with Lou Graham, and Lou Graham was one of my favorite singers, of course, from Foreigner. It was just horrible. Yeah. So number three for me. And this is going to be the last of the Aussie guitar players. No, no surprise who this is. The late great Randy Rhodes. Mm. Um, remember when I started getting into, you know, like Ultimate Sin, listening to, to Aussie stuff, and then going back to Bark at the Moon, and then reading up, you know, Hip Parader or Circus would have stuff about Randy Rhodes, how great Randy Rhodes was. And then I think I don't think I bought Blizzard until. After I heard, I don't know if you remember, '87, Ozzy did the tribute album. Yep, live the live recording of a concert with Randy Rhodes, and I'm sitting there listening to that. I was like, "Holy crap! I've got to go out and get Blizzard now." And went out, and got Blizzard after that. And I mean, just like we talked about Vita Brada, didn't wasn't around a long time. But think about what Randy Rhodes would have done. I mean, I know there was a lot of talk about he was going to quit rock music and just go do like uh, classic. He was going to change. I mean, he could have changed the face of music with what he was. He was talking about doing classical stuff. And you hear it a little bit in what Diary of a Madman. You hear a little bit of that classical stuff in that. 
And I love Diary of a Madman when he when he does the uh, the intro to that and, and the guitar solo that was just great. Um, but yeah, what what could we have seen from Randy Rhodes? Uh, you know, if if his life hadn't been cut short by that plane crash, um, and but then again, we would not get to see Jake Lee. And probably, well, you know, you may have been because Sharon probably would have just aggravated Randy Rose till he quit. He quit. <laughs> it yeah. was already talk about that. It rumors about that anyway. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Randy Rhodes, my number three. I Randy Rhodes. I I remember growing up. I mean, I, I was more. I was a Sabbath fan before I was an Aussie fan, really, because. The Road Warriors came out to Iron Man, and I remember how heavy it was. <laughs> and I remember finally getting Blizzard of Oz, and I remember hearing Crazy Train. I'm thinking, God, this is nothing heavy compared to Sabbath. But I mean, it was it was different because you know yeah. Iomi with the heavy chords and Randy with. But I just remember that Ozzy seemed a little bit less until he got until he got uh, Zach in the band. He was a little bit more. It wasn't as heavy. It wasn't as fat sounding as it was with uh, Zach Wild. It was more like you said that classical, yeah. The, the Blizzard of Austin, that was classic rock. That was that was you know that was stuff that that's why Crazy Train's probably played because it's not the heavy stuff that you know the later stuff was. But I, I see your point, Stevie, on that. Yeah. All right. Well, since we're since we're on the topic, um, and we're, it's my number two, Randy. Randy's my number number two. Okay. I haven't had this thing sitting right here. I remember I, I bought this years ago when I first started playing guitar. Um, wow. Yeah. And I've had this thing sitting, you know, forever. He's the reason I picked up a guitar. Hands down. Randy Rhodes, you know. Um, and he's not your number one. Wow. He's not my number one. Wow. And I'll, and I'll tell you why when we get there. But um, I wanted to uh, play like him. You know, at the time when he came around, it was him and Eddie Van Halen were kind of like the two the two new hotshots. You know, Van Halen's style was so unique and odd and almost impossible to learn. I mean, you know, whammy bars, tapping techniques. It was just, it was insane. Um, well, Randy is is a true, he's he's technical. Like all his scales are, that you can, it's easier to play like him than it is to play like Eddie Van Halen. You know, so I, I gravitated more towards Randy than towards Eddie Van Halen. Um you know, I, I wasn't a huge fan of Ozzy. Uh, it was more, it, it was him, you know. Um, and I was only about 11 or 12 when I think Blizzard came out. And I loved that. Mr. Crowley was like, my. I played that song thousands of times, thousands of times. And then when Diary came out, uh, kind of like you said, Stevie, that, that, that's, that the, the the title track was so haunting and there was so much it was actually scared me a little bit you know I was probably yeah it, it's eerie yeah it's eerie. eerie it's really really and the and the cover of that album was really was really eerie and ozzy looked like a like a monster in the upside down cross in the background and the little kid sitting back there was ozzy's kid you know? good stuff it, good like, stuff great stuff you know and then you know over the mountain flying high again can't kill rock and hole you know sado believer i love that I prefer Diary over over Blizzard, you know, and and it's funny because oh, yeah. I've heard Randy wasn't happy with the Diary album at all. Um, he he felt like he was rushed through it. He never could. I I would have never known that his, his playing on there is phenomenal. Um, what's interesting on the on the Blizzard album, you guys probably heard us before, is from what I read about when that was being made and being produced, the guitars were all triple tracked, you know, and he, so he was playing those solos note for note three times. You know, one pan to the left, one pan to the right, one pan dead center. 
and that's why when you hear the the solos on there, they sound they sound very full. They sound kind of weird, and when you watch it live, you hear his live stuff, um, you can pick the notes out better because it's not quite perfect on the Blizzard. Like to, to play to play you know a, a solo perfectly the same way three times, that's nearly impossible to yeah. do. You know, um, and it is it's wow. sad to hear that he wasn't happy towards him. Like I hate to think of him you know, in his last days, not, not being happy with what he was doing, but what you read, he, he wasn't happy with yeah, it. He wanted to leave the band. Yeah. He wanted to leave. And, and it is, you wonder what he'd been doing. You know, the guy left, he was 24 years old, you know, with, um, other than the quiet right albums, which I did not, was not a fan of. If, you, if you've heard those, they're, they're really hard to get through. They're not fun to listen to at all. Um, like anything that band does. Mm-hmm just not good you know just not yeah, exactly <laughs> that that. Does. that's I'm why their two fan. biggest hits are covers i'm not a big fan either but uh <laughs> you know randy rhodes has been my favorite guitar player um since i was 12 you know and uh so he yeah he's definitely the guy for me and, and, and i there's so much i could say but um you know other than he he, he was the guy he was the guy all right. yeah all right number two warden Okay, now I know for a fact that my two and one aren't on y'all's list. All right. Okay. Oh, my number two. Oh, but yeah. but it's not just one guitar player. It's that tandem. It's Perry and Whitford, because I think these two with Aerosmith sound, I think they go together. That you don't know who's playing what, and Brett and Joe Perry gets all the credit because he used to be pretty. But Whitford does a lot of the the heavy lifting as well. So it's that, you know, that like you're talking about Judas Priest and stuff like that. I think Perry Whitford do it. And I mean, Aerosmith's in my top five, one of my favorite bands. And Joe Perry and uh, Brad Whitford, I think they're because when they don't play together, they're like when he's in Hollywood Vampires, it's not the same as when he's with Aerosmith and Whitford. And when they left the band, you saw how the band kind of deteriorated. Um, I Perry Whitford, they're, I mean, you guys aren't going to agree. They're not on the Oz list probably, but I mean, I love Aerosmith and I don't think it would be of the same without, without Whitford. That's why I got to put him up there with Joe Perry. Didn't, wasn't there an album where Perry and Whitford didn't play on? Yeah. I think it was uh rock in a hard place. Rock in a hard place. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's good, but it's not Aerosmith. Yeah. You know, you I, know. I mean, I've, see, I've never listened to it, so I don't, I mean, I saw, I, I saw, uh, there's a band that Whitford was in called Whitford St. Holmes. He was, in, Holmes, I guess, the yeah. guy that was. They opened up for White Snake. Uh, I saw White Snake about four years ago, and that dude uh, St. Holmes can still sing. They were great, and I went back and listened to their stuff. But Brad Whitford's another, you know, another um, Bruce Kulick, another Mick Mars that doesn't get yeah, credit doesn't get a lot deserved. Of you're, you're right. You're exactly and, right. But he's and he's probably one of the only few people that I mean. And Steven said this that stands up to steven tyler besides joe perry but i love aerosmith i love the 70s i love the 80s stuff 90s meh. but those two together i just can't imagine them without whitford well, no i agree with you I, I think he is one of the unsung guys it, it's so often the rhythm guitar players don't get enough credit you know and 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 you're right they they do a lot of the work like you know um one of the bands that we that we don't need to talk about though but the guys in my honorable mention later on is um uh, uh y and t you know their rhythm guitar player is phenomenal and no one ever talks about him no one even knows his name you know 
and there's a lot of guys like that that that's uh that do a lot of the they make the guitar players shine it's kind of yeah. like it's kind of like being a lineman in football you're doing you're doing a lot of the heavy work yeah. you're not getting a lot of the credit you're making someone else yeah. look good it's it's, okay. it's a humbling it's a humbling thing so um no i'm with you i, I think with those two together i'm not a big aerosmith fan but the, the combination of those two they they definitely create a very unique sound and i think that one would not be the same without yeah. the other Whitford plays a lot more lead than a lot of fans know, you know, being a, you know, Aerosmith fan. Yeah. And he, he writes too. And that's a lot, a lot, yep. a lot of rhythm guitarists don't do. Nope. Very true. All right. There's a, there's a part on uh, I was listening to it today. It's a uh, dream on mm-hmm. and it's the live version. And I don't know where it's from, but it's, it's, I think it's because South, it's like one of their live albums. And, and you hear uh, Steven Tyler coming up to Brad Whitford. And his <laughs> wife probably had to be in the crowd like, Hey, Wilford, what are you doing? Checking out the babes? <laughs> I was like, oh man, your wife's there. Great. Jeez. Oh, All right. Number two for me. Both of you guys have already had him. Oh, well. Uh, yeah. And I, I, I wonder who this is, could be. Do uh, I know who this is, Stevie? Well, you've already had him on your list. So, I mean, but there's a couple of them that you've already had on your list. Look at the cross. Oh, I, I got Oh, it. I think. I think I know who your, your top two are. Yeah. Number two for me is uh, Eddie Van Halen. Mm-hmm. Uh, from hearing Diver Down, and, you know, everybody talks about eruption and all this stuff, but my introduction to, to Eddie Van Halen was, uh, I don't know if you remember the, the instrumental before Pretty Woman, Intruder. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, and it sounds, you know, you know what it sounds like. That's badass and, intro. Yeah, it's. I mean, I was like, "This is freaking awesome here." This guy's yeah. making things, and then you know, you know, jump. Just like Joe was talking about, there was so much controversy about, you know, well, he's not playing guitar; he's playing keyboards. Uh, it, but it worked out. I mean, yep. yeah. And then look at how many years, how many songs he played keyboards on down the line. He was multi-talented, but I mean. I remember, and I don't, I may, I may be wrong if anybody had ever done this before. Pound Cake. Yeah. The start of Pound song. Cake when he did, takes the, the drill across. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was interesting. Yeah. Yes. That was something different. But, you know, so many great songs that he did. And like you said, gone. But they ripped, they ripped off. Didn't they rip off Mr. Big for doing that? Mr. Big did that first. I don't know. With the drill. Because I remember my buddy said, "Hey, they ripped off Mr. Big." I'm like, "Who's Mr. Big?" Yeah, exactly. That, Big. that that that's that's the right answer. Who's Mr. Yeah. Big? You know, yeah. who's Mr. Yeah, they didn't want to be with you at the times, Joe. But you know, uh, deep inside, you know, you feel it too, Warden. But anyway, Eddie Van Halen. I mean, oh, that song. Okay, just take my heart, Stevie. Come on. <laughs> what? Paul Gilbert's on in your list, uh, Joe? No, uh, Paul Gilbert, Billy Sheehan. I remember that band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Billy yeah. Sheehan, I mean, because he ends up in the in the David Lee Roth band for Eat Him and Smile. Yeah, no, he's Paul he's, Gilbert. Uh, he's Paul Gilbert did something with a drill, and, and nobody had heard of Mr. Big until that song, and this was years before. So yeah, heard. but uh, you know, he had that distinct sound, no doubt about it. The tapping was was great, but I just remember. He was probably the first, other than Ace Freely, he was probably the first big-time guitar player that I really like. This guy could freaking play, uh, you know, and it was just a sign of things to come later on. But, you know, 
he, he goes through what Sammy, David Lee, and he's still doing the same old thing. He, he does did such a great job. But Eddie Van Halen, rest in peace. He's my number two on my list. I remember you talking about pound cake. I remember that part where after the he goes that dunna dunna. That's a when he like that that part with the it's almost acoustic like. But it's I'll like tell the you, keyboard, I, the keyboards are so heavy in that song, and then you hear that dunna. He hits I'll, that guitar part. I don't what. But and I've just, said this. I've said this many a time. But one of my favorite Van Halen songs, because it's it's heavier than most Van Halen songs, was off balance. Thanks Don't, for ignoring just what I said about the done it, done it. I mean, that's my you just totally go to another song. See, listen, whatever. Listen, man, I was trying to impress listen. Joe with my done it, done it, but I yeah. guess it didn't work either. Whatever. <laughs> you really impressed me. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're going to be doing. Dum, 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 well, I got to get a lot to get your attention, Stevie. All that about Okay, never mind. Well, this song here. I'm like, whatever. Yeah, but I'm just saying, don't tell me what love can do. Yeah. Great song. That was. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Eddie, it just sounded different than it, anything Eddie had done before to me. But man, oh gosh, I remember hearing that the first time. I was like, yeah, this is this is freaking awesome here. But yeah, Eddie Van Halen, number two for me. Talk about a departure for Van Halen was that what was that song? Uh, I posted on one of my pages the other day. I think it was that uh, the All Things Rock. Um, God, what's the name of the song? It's it's off. I think it's off balance. Um, is it the ballad? It's that ballad that has that real like on the intro has that real thing where he's playing with the. What's the name of that freaking thing? I, I Love remember hurt you sometimes. That one. Um, yeah, that was the. I mean, Sammy sings his heart out, but that's a great solo. And it, it is a great song. It, but you, another thing we talk about here, the timing. Yep. That if that had been three years before, that probably would have been a big hit. And I'm looking right now to see what the name was. Well, song that one is. song. That one song. Um, that other ballad they did was not uh, enough. Yeah, that they had in another song that was uh with that one that was on that same album was that was can't, a big hit that um can't stop loving. I can't stop loving you. that was a big hit. Yeah, that's, that's a, good a great song. song. Yeah, See, they were awesome. one of the bands that could get away with that happy stuff in the nineties. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you know, that video, Eddie doesn't look really happy the whole time in that video. He's smiling. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He doesn't look you know, because he had he had cut his hair, he had to yeah. go tea. I mean, he just doesn't look like he's happy in that video. Well, he's not going to be as happy he was in Jump because he wasn't drinking anymore, probably. Yeah. Probably. Probably so. All right. Mr. Decker, number one. Number one. You guys probably figured it out by now, but uh, from my favorite band, it's got to be Ace Freely. Um, for, a, for a lot of different reasons. All right. Well, he was probably my, you know, if I found Kiss in like third grade and just thought like, you know, Ace Freely was like the coolest thing ever, you know. Um, I think the first album I heard by them was Alive One. And to, to me, to me, the first Alive album, that is a guitar clinic. He's putting on, oh, yeah. just, you know, his playing on that, on that is phenomenal. Um, you know, the makeup, the the floating guitars, everything everything Ace Freely is, the sloppiness of who he is, just his whole his whole persona and image is just you know, as a young kid is so impressionable. Um loved him over the years. Uh he's another guy, kind of like Felder. Someone told him how to craft a guitar solo. He does the same thing. He 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 plays very similar lines with like one note difference, a call response, call and response. Um 
I loved everything about him. Now, the, now here's what I'll say, though, as far as my top two go. And here's the difference. I wanted to play like Randy Rhodes, but I wanted to be Ace Freely. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's that's the difference. That's why those two are, are my two my two top. You know, I don't want to be Ace now. I definitely want to be Randy now. <laughs> you know? Don't want to be Randy now. But uh, I hope that, not. That's that's the difference. Mm. You know. Um, but uh, how can you go wrong with him? Back, I mean, I don't think of the Ace now. I think of the Ace back in the the mid seventies wheelhouse, maybe in the early eighties. You know, maybe in the dynasty, maybe. But um, that's 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 my favorite. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why I told y'all yeah. my number one wasn't going to be on y'all's list. <laughs> my yeah. number one, or can I go Stevie or do you have something? Yeah, go ahead. I'm yeah, sorry. Go I didn't ahead. mean to cut you off like you yeah, do me. You go ahead. Um, Shush. Uh, <laughs> oh, you heard that. Oh, you're paying attention. Yeah, Good job. I'm paying attention. Okay. <laughs> my number, my number one is not so much a lead guitar player. He's more, he, he he is the sound of this band and this band sound is probably my favorite in all of rock music. They're not technically my favorite band, but they're number probably number two after, you know, kiss. Um, I think he's heart and soul of the band. And I granted, I can't understand half the shit he's saying in interviews, but Keith Richards, I just love the stones and I just, I love the sound. I mean, it, it's funny. I hear like when I, I can hear the stones in other bands, like that, what tumbling dice by, or uh, tumbling down by John Cougar Mellencamp. That's a stone slick at the beginning. I hear Keith and so much stuff that, I mean, like I said, you know, can you hear me knocking? I mean, you think about the song bitch. I mean, Gene ripped that off to get Z- uh, deuce. I mean, I think the Stones are the greatest rock band of all time. And I think that I just put them above the Beatles. This is my list because yeah. it, longevity. Yeah. I think it's longevity. I, and I think they did it. I think there's been better guitar players in the band like Ron Wood and maybe um, Mick Taylor and Brian and Brian Johnson. But Keith is to me, the Stones. I mean, well, of course I'm a Mick, but I mean, that sound that, rhythm sound that's all keith and that's that's what's what i like about it okay agreed i'm not a huge stones fan but he he i do there's a number of songs i do like by them but he he yeah. is you're absolutely right he is the sound of that band no yeah. no doubt yeah no, no doubt about it and then like i said they're right below kiss for me i mean and i think because yeah. the stones have been in my wheelhouse longer i mean i like kiss overall more but stones are pretty close and they're yeah. so much fun they're yeah. I mean, even, they're, they're even live I, mean, I saw them before covid it was but uh and, and i went there as not a huge fan of those but i know all their songs you, yeah. you know all the song you know and i had so much fun at that concert because they they put a hell of a show on and um they sounded great i mean this is kind of blasphemy but i actually enjoyed their show better than the kiss show you know because i thought there was a lot more energy there there's a lot more energy you know not only on the stage but from the crowd the crowd was a lot more you know into it yeah know? mick doesn't mick's not a great singer but he fits the stones, totally. but he's not, he's not like what Paul's doing. He didn't blow his voice out like Paul or Vince. Right. Right. I mean, he fits, I mean, he got, he's, and he's got a good 10 years on him. Probably. They had a big yeah. band up there too. I mean, the, the sound coming out of that, off that stage was, was just like a wall hitting you. I, I've seen him twice. I saw him in 94. Brian Adams actually opened. It was a oh, voodoo lounge and they had all the blow up and that was the greatest. That's the best show I've seen in my life. That's been yeah. some of my favorite show. 
Yeah. And I saw them in 2002 and they played, I, I worked for Claire channel at the time they were giving tickets away and I, me and my buddy went and we got, um, it was a stripped down sh more show. I think it was around the time they did stripped or whatever, when they did, Hey, like a Rolling Stone or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it was more without the pirate. It was them playing. And it's like, they can prove without the rest of the stuff. Yeah. I had tickets to see them before COVID COVID came along and got canceled and Charlie died. So it's like, all oh, right, right. But right. That's one band. I'll, I'll probably go see if they do it again, because you keep saying, you talk about kiss and Aerosmith and them being, Oh God, the stones are really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and, and the fact that they're they're still doing it at that age, and they're putting on great shows. From what it's not a I'm joke. Not a big, I'm not a big Stones fan, but you yeah. know, you still got to give credit where credit's due. They're putting on shows that people want to go see, and then it's not just the diehard fans. People want to go see it because it's the Rolling Stones. And you have a lot of that's, stuff that's, that's not necessarily hits that yeah. are songs like "Dancing with uh, Dancing with Doctor" or is it Mister D? I think it's about. I mean, that stuff, you can tell it's influenced other bands, and they're not even hits. That's how deep their stuff is. Yeah. Sorry, Joe, I mean to cut you off. No, was, and they put a respectable show on. It's not like a joke. I mean, some bands no, yeah. just pack it in. You know, they're they're done. I'm starting to feel the way about, about Kiss a little bit, kind of, you know. Right. But um, their, their show was very, very good. And, and I recognized almost all the songs and other than the deep tracks, but uh, – I thought they were great. I'd like I'd go see them again. I would definitely go see them again. I remember when Steel Wheels was real out and they were talking about their age. They were in their forties at the time. Yeah. <laughs> They've still been doing that 30 years later. It's amazing. That is amazing. And death doesn't stop it. They're like ZZ Top, you know, you're gone. Hey, we're going back on tour. Yeah. Anyway. Gee, Stevie. Who <laughs> what could your number one be? Vinnie Vincent. Yeah, yes. <laughs> My favorite Kiss guitarist, Vinny Vincent. Now you know who it is. No surprise, it is Ace Frehley. Um, you know, as a kid, that was the one I always like. Was like, oh, the guy from Space, the Spaceman, Spaceman. and and wanted to. You know, I always played air guitar, playing alive or live too on my. Uh, I'm a record player, and then, you know you've all heard the story about how I tried to do the smoke bomb thing in the plastic guitar, yeah. and ended up melting <laughs> the guitar. <laughs> hey, at first yeah, you don't but, succeed. Try, try again, Stevie. Yep, but you know, I mean, I just we talked earlier about you were talking about how Ace was and how if he hadn't, he got lazy, and he did get lazy. And I mean, I think that a lot of it had to do with addiction, uh, a lot. And he was complacent, just like you said, too, Joe. Can you imagine? And and I remember listening, and we keep bringing Tom and Zeus into the, the conversation. When they were talking about the Winterland show, mm. can you – just like they made a great point. Can you imagine if Ace had that same drive that he did in that Winterland show and kept that all through his time with Kiss, what we would have seen – as far as Kiss goes, because I mean, I'm like them. That Winterland show, they were hungry. They oh. wanted, and you know, I think once they got that success, it was kind of like, oh, we're, you know, him and Peter were like, we can rest, we can rest on our laurels now. We, we're Kiss. We don't have to do anything. But can you imagine if he still had that drive? Because I think after that, he never got it back. But man, he was so great from while he was in Kiss, especially the first time in Kiss. 
I, mean, I think the solo album, like I said before. Well, yeah, it kind of because he mentions that all the time. Oh, I had the best solo album, you know. Yeah. Well, but, that, that's that's arguable too. You know, I, I like. I mean, I'm I'm probably leaning more towards Paul's, but some um, Aces was great. But um, what's that latest uh, off the soundboard? Um, the '77 one from Owl. That's, that's a great one. It's, it's, he's on fire. He on, is. They, I mean, it's great. Fire mm. on there. I mean, I'm listening to him thinking, holy shit, this guy can't play a guitar. You know, like he hadn't forgotten how. And that's that's not that's raw. That's not mixed. That's just like that's that's him playing. It's and off it, the soundboard. So good. So so good. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. That that one from listening to the first three songs, I was like, this is supposed to be off the soundboard, not yeah. mixed, and this sounds better than the live too. I know, I know. It, it's well, the live too. The audience is so upped up; it kind of ruins it for me. I like that. It. I wasn't. I wasn't a big fan of the of the of the of the set list either. Yeah. I mean, I thought the set list was you know phenomenal yeah. on um. That, oh yeah, that, live. That you know, yeah, yeah. um, yeah. It's 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 interesting to think about. Like you know, it's a shame he lost that fire. Um, it's a shame he got complacent, you know, money, you know, you start getting, making money and you just get lazy and yep, that, that's what happens to you, you know, but, um, for a while there, you know, and I wonder if he'll ever, if he even was like, you know, being that we were so young back when they were on top of the world, I mean, I wasn't reading a lot of articles in magazines back then. I, I don't even know if he was recognized as being as good as he was back then, or if he was like, cause they were, kiss was kind of like the joke, you know, yeah, they, they were. Like, well, they, they weren't the Eagles. They weren't the Outlaws. They weren't the Doobie Brothers. They weren't Four. They weren't. They weren't Queen. You know, the guys that were getting all the accolades. But um, was it was it seventy seven or seventy eight? They won the Gallup Poll as best two band or three in years in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, really? Wow. Yeah. So they won the Gallup Poll, and I think you know, of course, when you get into these polls with music bands, whoever's the most popular, they're going to start. You know, you're going to vote for the guitar player. You're going to vote for the singer. Yeah. Uh, unless somebody else out there is really, really exceptional, but I think he was getting, getting the notoriety then. Good. But like you said, before that, uh, before they really hit big with like Love Gun, I think before that there was, and even, well, yeah, Love before Love Gun, I think even after Destroyer, I think they were still kind of a joke. Yeah. Uh, but when they hit it with Love Gun and then Alive too. It just took off, and they were they were huge. Yeah. But, Honestly, yeah. speaking from a kid from back then that wasn't really necessarily a Kiss fan, I think a lot of this Ace may have not gotten recognized. A out of the makeup, but Gene was such a towering figure back then. When I remember Kiss from the seventies, that's what I remember. I remember Gene. I don't remember well, Paul too much or the rest of them. It was well, Gene. The thing, the thing is too. You know, after his great acting performance in in Kiss Meets the Phantom, that just elevated him even more. Are you talking about Gene or Ace? Uh, Ace. Oh, Ace. gotcha. He he changed colors, man. I mean, it, I mean, people and can it, do that. Stevie, I was going to ask you, what was that picture you posted on Shout Out Loudcast with him with the puppet? And that oh yeah, like, yeah. Dude, Stevie, do you have talent, a private man. collection we don't know about or something? He had some more talent we didn't know about. Didn't yeah, he? I guess he wasn't Jeez. like no card game, man. He was the card game. Yeah, evidently. It, it, and I get the and I and it's funny with 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 me getting into Kiss later. I always thought Ace was badass because I remember, I of course I was a Kiss fan before, 
Gene and Paul will, you know, I'm, I say I'm a Paul guy, but I'm probably a Gene and Paul guy because that was the band I got into. But I remember that, like, just the stuff on Exposed is when they show him doing that guitar. Oh, yeah. But I never understood, were they ragging on him? When they, I'm alive and well, where am I? Where am I mean, I? that yeah. had to be a good Yes, yeah. right? I mean, okay. oh, yeah. Yeah. I make sure that I'm alive and well, where am I? But yeah. that, that's the one thing, like I said, I'm a Gene and Paul guy, but they still talk about their addictions. And, and, I mean, and that that's wrong. But it's beating a dead horse. But like I said earlier about Ace, that my opinion is he could have done more. Like when I saw him in that club with LA Guns and Dawkins and and and, and Graham Bonnet, I was like, man, you're Ace Freely. You're bigger than all these guys. Yeah. Maybe not well, Graham Bonnet, but well, yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. But I was like, and you're playing clubs, man. I mean, you just pissed it all away. And it seems like lately he's been trying to get back in the band, but that shell shipped. I, I and I really think. Gene and Paul's credit, they wanted him to stay after the fel- uh, the farewell tour. They did. But he didn't want to. But you listen to that soundboard, and you realize he had to go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, it was not good. But they they were – they just wanted him – you got to think with that, after hearing that soundboard, they just wanted him to stay because yeah, they true. wanted the three original – three of the four original members. If they couldn't get – they didn't want to go back to – Peter. Just, yeah. Yeah. And they, well, they had to do back, it. They did go back to Peter after that. Well, they had to do it on the Aerosmith tour because Aerosmith said that you got to have three members, the original members. Well, they also did it. They also did it for the symphony yeah. in Australia. Yeah. He, he came back for that too. And that's when Paul told Peter that I oh, would we'll just put Eric in the makeup, and Peter was like, "They'll never buy it." Mm, guess they did. Yeah. They it. So, that's when they. That's when they discovered it. When they. When, that's when they. Like when I think when they they put it was Peter's drum tech in the makeup on the. It's like oh. That nobody was that was that was on the reunion tour. Yeah, nobody. Uh, they, that's why I bet you that's where Doc or somebody got the idea. But I look. Let me tell you this. I don't know if you guys were on America Online back in the day. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But they had a kiss chat room, and uh, like the I'd, WWE one. Yeah, you. I'd I'd go into kiss chat room just about you know, but mostly every night because. That was when the reunion tour was going on. And you are you walk- serious? I don't remember that at all. Oh, I yeah, the they they would cut. You'd come in there, and uh, people would talk. And I remember, God, American night, Online. The <laughs> night after that it happened, was on there. Yeah, people were talking about that. We're talking about Peter. They were, you know, how rumors get. Peter's quit. They had the his drum tech on because he walked out. Yeah, I, I heard like, that too. Yeah. But I mean, Kiss had their own official America Online, and you know how you could put your you could yeah. put people in there and you that show when they were online. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden, I look up there one night and I said, "Oh, it was called Alive WW," and that was the official Kiss one. I was like, "Oh, they're online." I'm I, I clicked over there and said, "Hey, what's up?" Yeah. <laughs> Didn't get a response, so I was like, oh, "One of them's looking," at, and it probably won't even them. But right, yeah. right, right. And to, to and to defend Peter, I read somewhere where I think Paul and Gene were ragging on Peter when he was back when they were on the Aerosmith tour. I saw the Aerosmith tour, and it was with it was with Peter and Thayer, and that was great. I thought yeah, they were I awesome. Heard a lot of people say he was and really good. You know what? Him. Honestly, after Kiss, a lot of people left. I was one of them because I like Aerosmith, but watching them live is like watching paint dry i mean it's just they're just not a good lab band yeah. right i I just i mean i wouldn't mind going see them in vegas i'm trying to get stevie to go join me in vegas for it but he i mean we can be drunk watch aerosmith we might enjoy it you know 
It's Tyler's right. 77. I mean, you think about our heroes. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. How it's, old we're going to wake up one of these days and it's going to be like, oh, this one's gone. Oh, yeah. this one's gone. Well, we do that all the time. It's going to happen fast. It happens it's, daily, man. Yeah. Yep. All right. I'm looking at how many, how many we got duplicates of. I think we all, I think we, we all had Ace and I think we all had Eddie Van Halen. Other than that, everybody had that Ace and then me and you had. Uh, Jakey Lee, yeah. Uh, Neil Sean, yeah. And then me and you guys, Warden, you had Bruce. Bruce Kulik. Kulik. You guys so, had Bruce, yeah. And Ace, I had Ace too. Yeah, but yeah. I we mean, all had Ace. We all had Ace, and we all had uh, Eddie Van Halen. So my, yeah. See, I knew our lists were going to be different. They're, I mean, they were pretty much, they were pretty much different. Okay, honorable, Joe, honorable mentions. Joe, you gonna do your honorable mentions? Sure. So mine, okay. Um. How many we usually do? One. How many of these you guys? Hey, whatever use? you got, man. Whatever you got. If he's paying the bill, he don't care. Well, <laughs> I, I had, I mentioned Warren Demartini earlier. You know, I, yeah. I think he's phenomenal. I, I love that guy. He's, he's amazing. Um, Bruce Q, like he almost made my list. I, you know, I, I was, I was so torn. I do, I do love Bruce. I think he, he's phenomenal. Um, I had Dave Minichetti from, from uh, Y&T, um, great blues guitar player, and. Last guy I had was uh, John Petrucci, band called Dream Theater. They're not, I don't oh, love yeah. the band, but I love him, his playing. So, and I could, I could what's probably his, make a what, What's his last name? But Petrucci? Petrucci. Petrucci, yeah. Um, great guitar player. Real nice. I met him a few times. Real nice guy. Um, I, I mean, it's so hard to narrow this thing down. So there's so many other guys I like, but, but that's, that's just a couple. That's what fifteen or so, right there in a nutshell. So, um, but uh, I, I really like our list. It's, it's a very, it's a pretty diverse list, you know. Okay, yeah. I'll go through mine because I have a longer list. Go ahead, the Reverend bro. Billy Gibbons. Yeah, Don Felder, Adrian Smith from Iron Maiden, mm-hmm. one of my course bands. Of course, I have written down CC Devil, but I meant CC Deville. Yep. Another, I think, underrated guitar player. He fits the band. I mean, he's not yeah. a bad guitar player at all. He's got he weird hair. A lot of crap. I mean, and every and me and you talked about it too. We didn't understand the hate for Poison. Uh, I don't. I don't. I, I enjoyed it. I don't music. either. Um, this one's going to surprise y'all. I'm not a big fan of the music. I'm not a big fan of this band, but I'm a big fan of the music. I just don't like the vocals, and that's uh, Alex Lifeson from Rush. I like Rush's music. Getty Lee just killed it for me. I just unlistable for me. Uh, Tony Iommi, Black Sabbath fan. Hendrix, how could you not have Hendrix? Uh, Brian May, I'm kind of surprised I didn't make your list, Joe. I'm a little bit he, surprised about that. He was it, he was right there. He was yeah. right there, yeah. And uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Stevie yeah. Ray Vaughan almost made it. That was the one I might have chased Ace out with it, but I, then I remembered, hey, Ace was in your favorite band. Right. All right, here we go. 102, Steve, uh, Joe, get your coffee ready. <laughs> All right. Okay. First, there was that tandem of Joe Walsh and Don Felder. Mm. Uh, Mick, <clears throat> Mick Mars, uh, one that we didn't really think of. I, well, I thought of, but he came close, but Prince. Oh, yeah, I thought about that. Yeah, uh, was... Another one that was one of my first ones that I listened to, Peter Frampton. Yeah. Uh, you know, Tony Iommi, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Uh, who else have I got up here? Brian May was on my uh, 
with the, or the ones I had to narrow down, Jimmy Page, Eric Clapton, uh, and George Lynch. Who are, they were the ones that I left out. But it's, fun, it's funny when we're doing our lists and stuff like that. And I hate myself for this. Y'all mentioned Zach Wild. I didn't even consider him. There's so many out there. I forgot completely about Zach Wild. He would have been a honor mentions, but I, like I don't Zach. have him on here. That's crazy. There's so I'm many. I'm so glad none of us picked Joe Satriani, Steve Vai. I'm happy. I'm happy about that because not that I don't like those guys, but because I do. But um, I don't what know. Is what is it? Austin Powers says it's not my kind of bag, baby. There you go. There yeah, you I go. remember oh, my. All you my know. musician friends tell me how great and masterful Ingve was. I'm like, I could care less. That's horrible. I could care. I mean, he's not horrible. It's not my thing. I mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at our lists here, and I wouldn't call anyone <laughs> across any of our lists a shredder guitar player. You know, yeah. I think we all pick guitar players who play a lot of with a lot of melody. You know, probably the only shredder. I maybe maybe Nuno. Nuno, um, yeah, yeah, probably Nuno. Um, or but George Harrison. Was, George Harrison. George Harrison. <laughs> He's quite the yeah. shredder. Yeah. yeah, I'll tell you what, bud. He's quite the shredder. He is. Um, you know, I, 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 I think we all picked guitar players that, that play to the song. They don't overplay. They play to the music. You know, which is which is which is cool. Yeah. So that's our top ten guitars. Before we go, I'm going to bring this up. I got this in the mail this week. I don't know if you guys can see it. Restrained. I don't oh, know. Tony, if yeah. Tony Mastalum from our buddy in the Loudcaster room got the, the autographed new CD uh, too. Came with a nice little guitar pick and awesome. and some stickers. Yeah. Yeah, some stickers. So if you haven't had a chance to, if you're into that kind of thing, check out Restrained. You will not be disappointed. They are freaking awesome. Damn, Stevie, we're going on three hours. Has we ever done one this long before? Yeah, we did do one. Did we? I don't know. The time with yeah. you just time just stands still when I'm with you, so I don't know. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Let's cut it off now. Let's cut it off now. I mean, anyway, it's a whole week between weeks I see you, Stevie. It's like sometimes it's see, two. I just my see, heart me can't and, go on, man. Come me on. And Joe, me and Joe are about to go into another day. You still got like an hour and a half before you're another day. Yeah, I was still right. waiting for I was still waiting for Joe to give me my answer, but you know on, what answer? What answer? On our paranormal thing that we're oh, we're doing about. that. Okay. Oh, we're doing that. I was, I, that's gonna be exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward okay. to that. Yeah. It's not yeah, Stevie. It's not Stevie's bag. So me and Joe it's might not my kind of bag. Yeah. But I'll. Stevie's I'll, afraid of the dark, so it's like you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know you're a busy guy, so I was like, oh, I haven't heard back from him. Let me just make sure we do it. So. I, I was telling somebody, I, I got a phone call right before we were going on from somebody that and it, it was an older, one of the one of the football players I had interviewed in the past from East Carolina from my team. And he, every once in a while, he'll call me just to check up. And I was telling him. Frank Gifford. Yeah, nah, yeah. Wow. And I was like, yeah, my Friday nights are free. And I was telling him about oh, that, that sucks, situation. Uh, he, yeah. he was like, man, that's crazy. What kind of crap is that? He said, well, back Stevie, in the day, if you weren't such an outlaw, man, I mean, just, you know, exactly, making those kids do those I, evil I was, things. I was dude. the one that did it. I was the one that did it. I, I set up the whole thing. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, we're going on three hours. So we're going to just go in. Joe, like I said, third member, 
This was fun, guys. You like the Hulk Hogan of the NWO? You like the the third member? Who's the third? Hey, who's all and who's Nash? Come on, dude. Yeesh. Hey, you know, look at me. I mean, look at me. I've got to be. I've got more machismo than you do. Okay, I'll be Kevin Nash. <laughs> yeah, I'll be Kevin Nash. Hey yo, another one for the bad guys. I even got the toothpick. Nice. Anyway. I had no All idea right. that was Scott Hall when I first saw him. I thought, man, Look, that's not Razor. I went, I went to Richmond to see a show, and he was there as a diamond stud with WCW. And I was like, who is this guy? Where did yeah. this guy come from? And then I found out later on Scott Hall was like. Yeah, he was with Kurt Henning in the AWA. It's like, oh, my God. He had the little mustache, the rolly finger mustache yeah. almost. But, yeah, wow. it didn't look nothing like him. And he didn't look like he was on drugs either. No. Right before his addiction hit. Poor guy. Rest in peace, Scott. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. So that's going to do it for another episode on the fly. Where can they find us, Stevie? They can find us anywhere. Anywhere. They do want they want to find us? That's the question. You that's know. the question. Do they want to find us? Because if they wanted to, they can find us. You can find us on our YouTube channel, which you need to subscribe to. Check us out there. Uh, any podcast platform that you can find, uh, Spotify, Apple, Pandora. Check us out on Good Pods. If you're a member of Good Pods, give us a good review. Any of these places, give us a good review. We'll be, on, we'll be on LimeWire in the coming weeks. Yeah, LimeWire. LimeWire still is Napster. Napster. Yeah. Uh, what was the other one? There was some more, too. I, I don't want to incriminate myself. Um, but, yeah, check us out there. And then you can check us out on Facebook. At uh, Warden's got two pages that he really takes care of. is That 80s page and all things rock, hard rock and metal. Yes, I got it right now. And then you can find us on uh, our official pay group for uh, the podcast, On The Fly, which is getting close to 500 members now. And uh, hopefully we'll get over that. But I'll tell you this, we hit a big, you know, it's for a small podcast like us that, you know, we're not out there as much as some other ones are. We hit over 15,000 listens this last week, and that, which is great. I think that's, a, that's great. I was really, who would, who would think that a little podcast like this would get listened to 15,000 times? And no, it's not me listening to it over and over again. I promise you. TV, <laughs> uh, there's something I need to tell you. Yeah, Jason's been listening. To Warden, I called him Jason. I can't I'm believe sorry. I called him Jason. But he's been listening to it like half the time now. So he, he takes a little bit off of me. But and, uh, um, yeah. I know that somebody celebrated a milestone birthday. 49. I, uh, text him 40. The other, I, I text him the other day and I says, Get ready for shingle shots and colonoscopies in your near future, because that's oh, what yeah. I went through when I hit fifty just recently. So I got it. I've got one more year in the forties, and and that'll be it. Yeah, I had a birthday Sunday, so which we're recording on Tuesday. So uh, yeah, well, Wednesday for y'all, most right? <laughs> Although almost fourteen more minutes, but uh, so yeah, I appreciate all the people that uh, sent me well well wishes on my birthday, even go even warden. Um, he would have preferred cash, but a well wish will do. Yeah, so, uh, you know. My Venmo is <laughs> Cash App. But yeah, I, I was just settled for uh, Meliel and a slice of pizza. Or a uh, or a five star review on iTunes. Five star review, yeah. Damn. Damn. That would be great. A five star review on Apple Podcast anywhere. That'd be a great birthday present. I keep writing them, Stevie, but you don't submit them. What the hell's up with that? Oh, I, I guess I can't do it. <laughs> I haven't seen yours yet, Warden. 
that would be kind of crap. Oh, I went to some guy's name Tom and Zeus. I don't know what that was about. Yeah, I, I, know. I know you like them better than me anyway. Yeah. They told you. All right. Any last words, guys? Joe? Uh no, this was a lot of fun. I was looking forward to it, and it was it was uh cool ranking our guitar player. So uh very good idea. Fun. I heard it was your idea, it was a good idea. Yep. That was Joe's idea. I, I just wasn't I didn't know how good I would do with being a non-musician with you know a musician like you, Joe. So no, we did great. We did all yeah. great lists. Great yeah, it had no Ingve on it, so it was a good list. <laughs> he was right on the edge for me. He was right on the edge for me. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. You know what? You know what I, you know I kind of miss Tracy Guns. That should have been an honorable mention. That was. I like Tracy Guns. I, I love LA Guns. So I like Tracy. Tracy's cool. That would have been my top ten in this honorable mention. I'm sure we'll get off this here. Oh yeah, what about so and so? Oh, we got to do part I two like next week from Striper. Who? I like him. Yeah, and a lot, a lot of people of don't realize he plays a lot of the leads. There's so many. Yeah. All right, guys. That's All right. Gonna do it. We're about to we're about to go into Wednesday now. So, uh, yeah. but you guys have a great week, and you we'll too. see you next week on the fly. See Later. ya, see you guys.